0: So, as we always say, what is one of the greatest perks of being kicked off of YouTube for a week or any time? That is the Muzak. We can play a little bit more. We can explore Portishead a little bit more. Anyway, ladies and gents, I'm so happy to be with you tonight. It is a Wednesday. It's hump day here on September 13th. Going to take tomorrow off for uh, aurora's third birthday so we are here to just have a nice little kind of midweek send off then we'll be back on friday and we'll we'll catch up with a lot of different things including i'm gonna have to read through a couple of more entries into the thread the the deer scene thread from last night that was really one of the best we have done that as a tradition on this show for so long and last night was one of the the greatest times i had they were all so incredible the the stories from the audience that came in for that particular topic and uh the the feedback i got was just as glowing and some people even begged please please do a part two i want to hear what else is there well regardless of what we get through you can always go to the forum on quite TV and read through the things that were submitted and you can submit and comment yourself And in, cl- in fact As of right now, you still have a couple of minutes left to add your own story to a thread that we're going to be working off of tonight. I'm going to introduce our esteemed guest in just a moment. And we're going to be working off of a thread that I told you about yesterday that I want to be able to do because tonight is going to be really all about high strangeness. All of the headlines are so weird. They're all just so damn weird. And I think that's great. For a show like this on a night like tonight, that's great. And I said, you know, let's uh, expand on that. And I want to do this one particular topic. And that is I want you guys and gals at home, and you will have an opportunity to call in with these stories as well, to tell us a story about yourself that sounds like a lie, but it is actually totally true, okay? This could be a story about you personally, involving a family member, close friends, any story that you are a part of. Okay. It has to sound like a lie, but it's actually totally true. That's how outrageous it is and strange. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, I already told you of our, our broadcast uh, schedule for next week. You can check that out on Quite quitefrankly.tv as well. And that's what we have. Thank you to our sponsors, bluemonsterprep.com. Everything you need, food, water, breathables, energy, communication, you just can't get fireworks there. You can't get firearms either. But uh, go to BlueMonsterPrep.com. Use promo code FRANKLY. And check out all of our other friends on the affiliates page on Quite TV. Now, our guest is more than a guest. She's a friend. We go back a long way. And I always love when she uh, takes time out of her very busy schedule. It is a uh, She is a national act. A national act. But I knew her when she was a small town girl. <laughs> living living it overly well, she said. Uh, Chrissy Mayer's back. Chrissy.
1: Ooh, thanks for having me back on the show, Frank. And thank wow. you for having me on Hump Day. I know. Which I hope everyone is observing either during this program or directly after. I
0: always wish people luck tonight. Yeah. I, I always wish people luck on a hump night.
1: You have to try. And Hump Day is great because why have all the pressure on Friday and Saturday? Yes. Yes. You know, it's, you're setting yourself up for defeat if you try to, you know, do all your shaving and good underwear on just Friday and Saturday.
0: I know. you got to do all the shaving on Tuesday, like Monday night, Tuesday afternoon.
1: You know what's crazy? I've gotten into the habit of always shaving my legs because I just, I want to set a high standard for myself. And now I'm a married woman. I have to be very careful not to, like, let anything go.
0: I know. Yeah. I know. It's one of those things. It is. And, hey, how is the last couple of months of being married? I'm so I'm so sorry Aww. that Frank's not here.
1: I know he he something came up last minute for him, but he will be he'll he wants to come back ASAP. He loves doing your show. You're the only show that he does, which means a lot. Like, t- so many people ask him to do shows, and he prefers to really be, like, a behind-the-scenes guy, and he helps me book my podcast and Wet Spot and Simpcast. Like, he helps me book three podcasts, and he does... Graphics and back end stuff for me, but this is the only show he'll actually come on. Uh, so, that, so it's high praise. It is.
0: It is. And I, you know, well, that, that's because I, I, we go back so long that I don't, I didn't even understand the uh, the whole uh, nickname that he had, the cabinet nickname.
1: Oh, filing cabinet. Filing that, cabinet. <laughs> How did that come about? Oh, because I was, I did a bit. Um, have you heard of? Frost Guren from or and or G4 and or or X Play anything like that. It was a G4, I guess, was a 90s or early aughts era um, gaming channel, and they brought it back with a woke feminist host. Uh, probably what in 21, beginning of 22, and I did an impression of her. She's like this. She's got short blonde hair. She's a. Uh, she's kind of like. Uh, an off-putting lesbian, and I just did a, an impression of her. I got a yellow, a yellow blonde wig. I uh, just wore the outfit that she wears. Is that what? Is that
0: the clip that's in your your intro yes, video? Yeah. Okay.
1: And so in Frost's actual rant where she's talking instead of talking about instead of doing her job which is reviewing a red dead redemption game or whatever game she starts talking about sexism and gaming which nobody gives a fuck about okay which right. like i don't know it, it's like complaining about sexism in comedy if you can't handle the climate of an environment well, get out you know if you can't handle a mostly male environment you have to there's a difference between sexism and understanding like how men kind of relate and if you honestly like if you can't hang if you don't like crude humor if you don't like drinking if you don't like cussing like maybe don't be in gaming maybe don't be in comedy and i feel like this woman just she was trying to change and shape gaming into what she wanted instead of just accepting the nature of the community she was in and accepting who the fans of the network actually were instead of just disparaging them And so she just would shit on them constantly and so she's naming uh she's like oh i gotta give a shout out to all the other women at g4 and she starts naming like uh, names like jimmy jet like whatever they were and then she names uh uh zipper and i'm like zipper so when i did um, my impression (laughs) of her i name all the names i say zipper and then i say uh, stapler, tape dispenser and filing cabinet because I'm just naming other you know <laughs> office supplies because that's a part of me making fun of her. And then somehow uh, Frank became filing cabinet. I don't know how.
0: Well, that's good. Well, he's on staff. He, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta sign. He, he looks more like a filing cabinet than he does a, a stapler. So he that
1: keeps he keeps me organized. I guess yeah. he holds all my papers.
0: That's right. That's right. And he, you know, and, and he and he's uh, and he's built solid too.
1: <laughs> no, could not tip him over if you tried. No,
0: no. Well, he was he was a catcher, right? Back in the day.
1: A uh, catcher, pitcher depends how drunk he was. No, he did play <laughs> baseball. Uh <laughs> Like he was very good. I I think he was like I don't know fucking junior olympic i don't know he was very very good uh and he played all throughout high school i don't know if he dabbled in college but very like junior pro or something i think
0: i remember him telling me that that he caught and and i and i said dude we've got to have a catch one day and we still to this day have not not uh i I, want to do that so bad it could have been today it could have been right right in the hallway out there yeah uh you know um speaking of game have you ever looked into Gamergate? Um, Have you read the saga? What it really was all about?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think this woman was like sleep. Oh God, it's.
0: She was. Tra- I know
1: that Milo wasn't Milo Yiannopoulos vaguely involved. Maybe I'm thinking of something else.
0: There, there, there was a, there was a trading of sex with gaming journalists in, re- yes. in, in return for positive coverage. Yes,
1: that's, but I knew that. But
0: it but the, this goes so far beyond. Anything that you would ever imagine. If you haven't looked, at, I'm going to send you a blog that we did on our on our website.
1: I sh- I used to know. I should know this. I know a lot of people who all they talk about is this stuff, and uh, I knew it had to do with like trading sex for positive reviews.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it goes it goes even farther beyond that. Where actually it actually unveiled just how. Just how controlled American education was.
1: Wow! Yeah,
0: it links to Bill and Melinda Gates. Like how how gaming was a, a doorway into once again trying to brainwash people by changing uh, culture. Oh, it's huge! It's a wow. huge thing.
1: Okay, I didn't. I thought it mostly unveiled like the corruption in that specific world, not just education on a broader scale, which is really fascinating.
0: Oh, it starts there, but it goes all the way up to Common Core. So wow! <laughs> no, it's 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 incredible. If people don't, uh, if all somebody knows about GamerGate is that it's just all about supposed sexism in video games, they lost such an incredible story. And um, and, and I'll send you some stuff to read because I think that you would you'd probably really enjoy doing some of that on your show. Yeah. I think you would.
1: I'm I'm uh, a little embarrassed. I missed it the first time around when people were first telling me about GamerGate.
0: See, don't be. See, that's the whole thing there is there is uh, the, the surface level stuff that we're all living through, the nine to five routines that we all have, the breakfast, the lunches, the dinners. And then there is this cavernous underworld that th- there, there's so many tentacles to every mainstream story that w- what you thought was the tip of an iceberg was really the tip of another planet.
1: Right, and if something doesn't reach down and grab you, you're gonna have uh, no, no, I don't know, Uh, you're you're not going to do a deep dive, for example, right? Like if an issue doesn't really like pull at your heart and you don't, you don't see one thing that makes you go, huh, wait a minute. You're not going to look for, most people don't have the time or the bandwidth to, to like deep dive into conspiracy theories and find out the truth about things. Like they're really just trying to go to their job and like support their families and like get through the day. Yeah. So, I know. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you, that's why uh, I, am let me ask you this I guess you probably get this a lot because everything changes and of course you have had to as a comedian comedian you have had to you've seen a lot of things change in the last 10 years alone um, people's skin thickness, uh, hot button issues thing places that you used to we all used to go to to create comedy out of that are almost have become you know untouchable but other than that, how has, how has the, uh, how has your job changed in just that respect with reality itself? what we used to joke on go to extremes with we're realizing that all the extremes are actually the the, the standard. You know, We call it conspiracy theories but what it really is just uncovering how people have conspired to create whatever, what, what kind of culture we live through the kind of entertainment we have um, how they conspire to shut down whole entire countries mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I feel like you've gotten to the point where if you just call it what it is um, people get that same kind of relief that they would have once with a joke, where you only, do you even have to write punchlines anymore? Sometimes you
1: just have to say a true thing, which is why my uh, latest heckler moment that went viral uh, was just, spurred on by some guy g- going yeah because Dylan's a man I-, I was talking about why doesn't Dylan have tits yet it's been a year of girlhoods why is no tits why isn't that day one activity you want to be a woman get yourself some big old titties if I was going to be a man I would get myself a big old dick probably something black because I'm short and I have something to prove and I'm just like r- really riffing like talking out of my ass and then some guy in the crowd goes because he's a man I'm like yeah because he's a man and then to my far left huh <laughs> what are the odds that the far left be- people will be sitting to my far left uh, the, the, this land whale yells out no, she's a woman and the whole table like the, you know the average weight of every woman at the table is like you know about 240 and um, I'm like because she's a, she's because a, she, she's a woman and I go, it's okay, it's okay like we can all have different beliefs some of us can believe in reality and some of us can't which got a big reaction from the crowd and and then she kind of calmed down and I moved on with my set. And then, about maybe ten minutes before the end of my set, like they all sat there, finished their fries, hopefully paid their tab, and then got up, walked out, and as as they were at the door, said "fuck you, transphobe."
0: <laughs> that was hurt. And I was like,
1: "Oh, it's the best you can do." And I was like, "I hope they get." To, and then I just made a bunch of fat jokes. I'm like, "I hope these ladies get to their car, okay? There's poachers out there. I don't <laughs> want them to get harpooned in the neck on the way to their car, like."
0: Uh, I, uh, Chrissy, that guy, that. I remember that. That went huge. <laughs>
1: Crazy Daily Mail, New York Post, just for igno- just for saying true things, just for, like, yes-anding somebody in the crowd. And But here's the thing is, like, that woman represents a lot of people who live in a bubble. Clearly, that woman wouldn't have reacted that way if anybody in her life, friends, family, teachers would have challenged her beliefs even a little bit the fact that she came to a comedy club and this is the first time her beliefs have been challenged so challenged to the point where she's like i have to interrupt and i don't, i don't blame her because this is everyone's just She's not trying to be an asshole. She just felt so compelled to correct the crowd and me. She literally couldn't hold herself back. She's like, oh my God, no, no, no. She's a woman. You have to know because that's how passionately this woman and nobody in her life has even made her think twice about it. So much so she's like, I must interrupt this show. I mean, probably a little bit of self-importance there. Uh, But, you know, it's like I I always try to have like a grace for these people because we're all... um, we're all just a result of our circumstance and our experiences. I felt bad for her because I was like, wow, if the comedy club is the only place that this woman's views are being challenged, I know what must the rest of her world and uh, network look like? And Uh uh, she ended up pushing the merch off my table. And then uh, I remember I got home. It took me a few days to finally like upload the clip and look at it. And then I released it and then it, it went like turbo viral. Well, you, like, were on te- you were on
0: television, and uh, it was and then of course was this before? I know we talked about this on your show. I, I showed up on your show and I started asking you questions. Was this before or after you went to war with Southeast Asia? What what the hell was that?
1: It? Was before, yeah, because it was May, and then I know the Malaysia stuff was like right, bef- right before I got married. So the it was a, a pretty crazy couple of months because I remember it was like I had to take my pants off at the gate American Airlines made me and my friend change our pants at the gate basically like strip down uh then it was the trans heckler moment then all of Malaysia came after me because I stood up for Jocelyn Chia's joke where she made a joke about like the Malaysian plane that disappeared or crashed or whatever and because Jocelyn was on vacation I'm the one going like I'm just like she Her Twitter was down. Her Instagram was down. I was like, I really hope she didn't disappear. Like, I really hope she's not going to apologize. So I, I kept tweeting like, Jocelyn, this is a great joke. Don't ever apologize. Don't ever apologize for jokes. And then people started to come after me. What was the joke? Oh God! If you Google it, if you just Google Jocelyn Chia, uh, Malaysian joke. Something about. It was a whole riff that was posted on the Comedy Cellar uh, website. But it's so many people have have taken the clip and done commentary on it. So it should be easy to find.
0: Let's see um, here. Comedian Jocelyn Chia saga. Malaysians roast Singapore on uh, Twitter to poke fun of Singapore following Jocelyn Chia saga. Okay, what well, let's see. What the hell did she say? She made um, fun of
1: Singapore. She made fun of Malaysia. She made fun of the, the plane that went down. Like, all topics that... And, and she tours in all these Asian countries like she normally does great or I mean she might be banned from Malaysia now as am I but you know no big loss for me I had no plans to go over there anytime soon
0: one joke referred to smoking prohibition in Singapore uh perilous and uh, Perlis is the smallest state in Malaysia and it's still bigger than Singapore there are only eight people in Perlis. there's only one smoking corner for every 8,000 okay I'm gonna have to find this later on
1: maybe i can find it for you but
0: anyway i saw it. i, I saw it on the internet like it, it was a serious uh, it, whether it be just a bot farm that is pretending to be malaysians right. you were uh, you you were uh, pilloried
1: and and to answer your question frank what i've learned the most about comedy over the last few years it has very little to do with what you say on stage although i'm at the point where i've really culted a fan base who appreciate uh, it sounds weird to say fan base. It, like, it's almost like it puts me above them. Like I feel like we're all on the same level, just talking truth to each other. That's why I like to do so much crowd work. I just like to talk to who's there and get to know them. And there's so many fun nuggets in the crowd. You just have to dig a little. Um, but what matters most is not your material, because I don't think my material is honestly all that spicy. I've done shows where people are like, wow, I really thought you were going to be more political. And uh, I do a lot of material just about, like, being a woman, relationships, like, typical, not that I'm up there talking about my vagina for an hour, but very relatable topics, but I'll talk about, like, all the presidential candidates. I'll, it's not that people think I'm up there just talking about Trump for an hour straight. It's like, no, dude. It's It, it has more to do with how you um position yourself online than anything else it's like my material isn't that isn't so crazy in, in my opinion because uh, i talk about a lot about a lot of relatable, relatable topics but like, every once in a while i'll delve into like a conspiracy theory if i can make it funny but i stick my neck out for free speech constantly i'm constantly saying don't apologize for jokes um, you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe I am a little spicy. Like the other day, I said, happy Pete Davidson Day, which is an inside joke in the comedy community because Pete Davidson's dad died on 9-11. But a lot of people think like that's what propelled him to fame because people felt bad for him because his dad died on 9-11. Yeah. And then he got scooped up for SNL with I don't understand why. He's no one- going to
0: be next door.
1: Oh really? He's
0: gonna be—he's gonna be at the Capitol Theater. Oh wow! And they actually just added—I saw an email go out recently too—that they added uh, an additional date because the first one got sold out.
1: Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like if if people want to see him, God bless.
0: I don't get it. I, I never understood it. Then again, there's been a lot of odd odd people in entertainment that have been very uh, their their successes is, is odd. But, and the uh, thing but other is, that, um, he
1: gets mainstreamed because he doesn't question. Authority. He doesn't question the machine. He's very good for the machine. He's dated a lot of... I swear to God, he must have a deal worked out with... I, I don't know if he works with the Kris the Jenner PR or somebody, but... Somewhere along the line, they decided Pete Davidson is the person a female celebrity has to date, just to, like, make a, qu- a quick headline he's, he's the
0: toll that has to be paid.
1: He is. more like a, He looks more like a troll, but um, for some reason, he's become, like, the grappa, you know what I mean? Like, the thing you have in between meals, <laughs> the palate cleanser of men. He's just become the town bike. And, you know, people like him, he, he gets mainstream because he doesn't question anything. He's not... He's not like doing riffs. Oh, like uh, somebody in the crowd the other day was like, "Oh, I wanna, I wanna work in D.C." I was like, "I was like, well, do you like the taste of blood?" (laughs) I just like (laughs) I'll make like really subtle, sneaky little comments like that that usually like my crowds will understand, but. Uh,
0: did did, did Davison start out as a stand-up comedian? Yes, oh? okay, yes. He, he uh so he did
1: my show, at the, at the, my very first produced show at the Parkside Lounge. Like, gosh, it might have been in 2010 or 2011.
0: So, so that's pretty meteoric. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I really think it was my show that brought him all the fame.
0: Let's you know? we, we have to agree on that. Yeah. We have to. And he does look like he's on... Um, I always thought that he just looks very sedated. Maybe that's why he's so he compliant. Does. He
1: looks bland, and uh, and you know what? Like I don't like to complain too much. Like I, I'll sometimes go around and be like, "Oh, I'm canceled. I'm canceled. I'm shadow banned." Oh, like I, I know I'm not attractive to most um, agents and managers because obviously my political beliefs, really just being like an out Trump voter, uh, apparently makes you too spicy to be uh, represented. I guess. I really don't know what it is. Maybe I could straight up just not be good enough. But then I see people who are represented who are like way below my level. And I'm like, well, these people have representation. but it's, it's fine. Like I, I, of course could be booking more gigs, but you know what? I don't even have to be doing com. No one's making me do comedy. So it's like, I think it's, it's good to accept the situation you're in the people who like and dislike you, because if you're just being true to yourself, like you got to take all of that. Yeah in stride and just be as honest as you can uh about yourself and then your take on what's going on and i i think as long as you're doing that you're not going to go wrong
0: well hey uh bill hicks always said um he always said that if you you know be yourself and you've got the the you've got the uh the demand thing down you know uh, there's nothing there's no one that could duplicate you if you ever tried to be someone else it would just come off as You're trying, and we can see what's going on there. But the whole uh, the whole supply and demand thing—you got the the demand thing down if you're at least sticking to, you know, something authentic. So authenticity is huge, and um, and yeah. Well, hey, listen, you know what? That's the end of the uh, of the opening. Let's start this one off. I didn't even get to any of our grab bag. Oh wow! To hell with it. All right, we're doing. uh, Yeah, I hope everybody has their asses in their seats. Now let's do this show for real. We will be right back.
2: You tune in at your own enjoyment, because it is the best show since the beginning of time. It has technological advancements and a more sophisticated approach. But like every great awakening that has preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is a friend, and truth is essential. You are now entering, quite frankly. Now take off your pants.
3: And jacket.
0: All right, Chrissy Mayer's here. We're hanging out and welcome. This is, the, this is the real, quite frankly. That was all just the pre-show nobody cares about.
1: I didn't know that we had to take our pants off. Is that yeah. just for the viewing audience that, at home?
0: We want everybody to be very comfortable. I have my pants on, of course, um, tonight. But everybody at home, we always encourage them to be as comfortable as possible. So, you know, pants usually get in the way of a lot of things. So we'll see see how far that goes. I'll have a couple of strange things for you. I love
1: strange things.
0: Listen to this. Here's the first one up. There was, speaking of uh, trans, trans spokesperson says that Ukraine will hunt down Russian propagandists around the world. Her name... (sighs) Well, the, the name is Sarah Ashton Cirillo, the transgender ex-journalist from the U.S., who is now a spokesperson for Ukraine's Territorial Defense Forces. I wonder if there's a, if this was another one of the positions that Alexander Vinman was offered, um, has issued yet another bizarre and unhinged statement on behalf of the Ukrainian military. I want you to, you know, you are a... Uh, you are a comedian, you are a writer, you are therefore an observer of people and things. I want you to just give me your impressions, uh, Chrissy, of, of what is going on in this video. Here is the, uh, the spokesperson being very, 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 very tough with Russia.
1: Frank, they're called, a, spo- they're called a spokes-they. They.
0: Oh yes, the spokes-they, they, therpen,
3: therpen. <laughs> <laughs> Russia hates the truth that their obsessive focus on a Ukrainian volunteer
0: what do you think about the girl voice? You th- what
3: the fuck?
0: How does
1: this person take themselves seriously? How does this... All right, let's, let's call it what it is. How does this dude go, like, put that on and practice this voice in front of the mirror and walk out their door and go, I'm going to convince people I'm a woman today. Like, what the... Dudes honestly make the worst chicks. You know, let's get a low-cut top. Let's get an off-the-shoulder moment. First of all, this person would look much better as a brunette. Um, I'm glad
0: you said that by the way What are you doing
1: Like clearly you didn't consult a gay On that wig purchase You look so stupid, and like, why would you want trans people working for the mill? Wouldn't you want somebody with like as little personal baggage as possible, so that they can fully focus on their job? Not somebody who's like, I gotta take my fucking hormone pills every hour on the hour, or my dick is gonna come alive again. I don't know. I don't know what's going on.
0: (laughs) I can't have that dick come alive again. I
1: can't. I have to keep it subdued.
0: Get it off me. So, so yeah, I'm looking. I'm glad you said that he did not go and and um and consult with a gay about about the wig because when i watch videos like this i you know most people say listen trans trans this trans that it's probably just a gay person who's just what i i don't think that this this is you can't just classify this as a confused gay person this
1: is a sexual kink that we've allowed our society like these people can go just function and and, and live their lives in the world it, it's like if we let furries Uh, Just walk around in their costumes, go to work in their costumes, take office, you know, work in the White House wearing a a fucking full-blown squirrel costume. It's coming. For some reason, um, we've decided to add this to our diversity victim grouping.
0: We are going to have a White House press secretary in a furry costume one day. Ugh. We will.
1: You know what it is? It's probably because, like, all the other minorities are, like, they're good. You know what I mean? Like, they're not really kept down from anything anymore. Like, they, the race hustlers can try to say that they are, but honestly, they're not. And uh, maybe trans people are, are, the new, are the new black people. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, God. There's, there's a quote. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, h- here, listen. Listen, L- let's go from the beginning because we couldn't even get through the first five seconds.
3: Russia hates the truth that their obsessive focus on a Ukrainian volunteer is simply allowing the light of the Ukrainian nation's honesty to shine brightly. Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes.
0: What the hell is that lot the gnashing of teeth? Who wrote this? Who wrote this and what are they even I I don't get This is so bizarre. I'm telling you, everything is so bizarre. It
1: is. It's like I'm watching uh, a little bit of a one-woman show here. Like, this should be, this is like high school theater. I I just don't think that this should be representing any country or military.
0: The fact that they had an American trans go out there to speak on behalf of a, a Ukrainian defense force or something is just, is there anybody left out there?
1: Uh, Who is not laughing at us at this point? Like, we look fucking ridiculous. And it's just like, everything points to, oh, let's get the most puppety puppet to puppet our puppets. You know what I mean? Like, to say our things. I know. Uh, It's really sad that, like, being trans is, is like, they they really want the, the fucking trans flag to replace the American flag. And they want trans people to replace... Regular people that are not mentally ill, and it's, it's like, how could this not be a fucking inside job to tank our whole country from the inside out?
0: Yeah. That, you want to talk about inside jobs? A couple and this more puppet seconds. Of
3: Putin is only the first.
0: Russia's war criminal. Apparently, they're going after one person in particular. I don't know who that is. I think they might be talking about Gonzalo Lira, who I always, uh, I, hope, I only wish the best for that guy. He's been trying to.
3: Propagandists will all be hunted down, and justice will be served. As we in Ukraine are led on this mission by faith in God, liberty, and complete liberation. Yeah, what, what Ooh, God is that? Somebody
1: in the chat says something very smart. Weeping and gnashing of teeth is mentioned multiple times in the Holy Bible. Yeah. Ugh, <laughs> So now we are sacrileging.
0: Well, <laughs> and then and then uh, this guy's invoking the name of God, and wow. you wonder what 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 God are they talking they, about?
1: They would like it to be the new religion.
0: I mean, they have everything else. It's evil. They have everything else. There, there's always that hierarchy. Like I said, they, they've been building a parallel society inside and out, and it's it, it's only becoming more and more intricate and uh, and more apparent. Uh, so I, I just wanted to bring that up. And then
1: I would just like him to dress better. I would like him to get a different wig, one that flatters his features, um, a better top. I'm just upset. Like, he clearly doesn't know what colors look the most flattering on him. And that's part of being a chick. I'm sorry. If you want to fucking... You you gotta walk the walk a little bit.
0: Was that a theme, was that a, like a, a a women's cut shirt?
1: It didn't look like it. That Be- looked like a, some TJ Maxx action. That looks like something he borrowed from his mom.
0: See, that's the problem I have with that video. The biggest problem I have with that video is it is literally just a guy with a little bit more of a higher pitched voice. He's softening his voice, but it's just the wig. He,
1: he sounds like a gay dude in a wig.
0: He should have just taken the wig off and. Uh, pretended to be gay because I don't even think that you can I don't, I don't think you can even describe him as gay there's just something else going on there it's in another category yeah I don't know anyway uh did you did, did you hear about Aaron Rodgers Achilles injury no okay well Aaron Rodgers he he, uh, he got signed by the Jets and uh it three plays in he his achilles just snaps <gasps> but the thing is that afterwards there was an account on twitter that was suspended after predicting that he was going to tear his uh, his achilles and you know some people say that well he was taken off the, the here take a look at this do you this. know
1: what he was doing when he got injured
0: oh yeah he was running a play he got tackled and, and he just twisted around so and, you
1: could say that maybe tackling was his achilles heel
0: i know getting tackled <laughs> it's always his achilles heel in football Um. So here's what this guy said. All right, hold on. Gonna put it up right here. Um, A parody account on Elon Musk's social network X was banned after predicting Aaron Rodgers would suffer a season-ending injury with eerie precision. "Quote: Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain-drenched MetLife Turf in two and a half hours," said Daddy Zaslav. Wow,
1: that could have been a psychic. I think. Could have been. Yeah.
0: It could have been. It it, it actually could have been the uh, the guy from Ukraine. (laughs) <laughs> they, they has some sort of, uh, some powers of insight, clairvoyance of some some sort. By 8.30 p.m., the 39-year-old Jets savior was carted off the field after going down with the ankle injury following a sack on the team's fourth offensive play. Now, so everybody started wondering, what the hell is this all about? How the hell did he know this was going to happen? Is it just and really it's luck? not
1: like he got Nancy kerrigan It's not like somebody came up to him and hurt him. It's like his own body gave out.
0: Right. It could have just been that he's a four, 39-year-old. That's still playing QB, and it, it and managed. now
1: he's off to the glue factory.
0: Oh, seriously, it might be the end. Oh well, definitely the end of this season. But then people started putting out other things. Well, we've seen pictures of Aaron Aaron Rodgers giving Masonic handshakes, <gasps> and um, and and you know he's very into New Age kind of esoteric stuff. Is this a sacrifice of some kind of? And I say what 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 could it have been to it? I don't know what it but this is where the world goes it's where we all think
1: so just because he has a little bit of illuminati glaze over him and somebody guessed this was going to happen like that i mean what's the link right
0: i don't know is there a link and then you have so i just i'm just running through there's all the weirdness
1: there's also a new yankee who had so much promise? I think they called him the Monster. He's he's from the dr
0: The Martian. The, the
1: Martian. Dominguez. Dominguez. Thank you. Somebody here knows about baseball. <laughs> he played what three games and hurt himself and he's out. He has to do um
0: knee. I uh, think it's U C L. Uh, what's
1: it called? Jimmy John.
0: Tommy Papa, John. Pa- Papa John's. Tommy John.
1: Papa John's surgery. I thought that's
0: for your elbow. I thought it was a knee that, thing. I
1: th- I think he has to get Tommy John surgery. He has He's, to get the
0: Jimmy Dean. He
1: has to get Papa John's thick <laughs> crust surgery and he'll be out for 10 months.
0: I know, it's just one thing after another. I don't understand, you know, I don't understand it. Obviously, I'm not watching as many as much televised pro sports as I as I was years ago, not nearly as much. And the Yankees, they lost my interest really early on in the season when I realized that they were a bunch of uh I don't know, it was just a very bad, boring season. But professionals are physically, physically so fragile, so much more fragile than they ever have been. In yeah, my yeah, why estimate. is that? I don't know. We're talking about people that are just made of porcelain now, and they, they, you know, strength and conditioning has never been better. Supposedly, nutritional sciences have never been better, but it just connected yeah, connective a, tissue. There was
1: a baseball player who was playing with a concussion, and they didn't realize that he was concussed until like months later.
0: Everything is so fragile these days. They don't build anything the way they used to. Washing machines, people, <laughs> they don't build them. And nothing gets built right anymore.
1: Maybe that there's a link between that and why all these stepmoms keep getting stuck in dryer machines.
0: What happened?
1: its, it's a make, I'm making a porn joke. You know, they've seen oh. the videos all these stepmoms are getting stuck in dryers.
0: Yes. Yes, they need and help. Maybe
1: they're not built like they used to be. Right. Right, and they they do need help.
0: <laughs> There's just something that keeps them in there. <laughs> um, did you, speaking of moms, and speaking of not feeling well, and all that other stuff, did you hear about Benadryl and Sudafed? They're, they uh, the FDA today ruled that the ingredient in Benadryl and Sudafed from the pharmacy shelves don't work.
1: What just doesn't work?
0: Yeah, uh, what was it? Uh, phenylephrine. Phenylephrine is everywhere, and every nasal decongestant contains it. And there's a vote from the FDA today that said that it just simply does not work. Wow. I don't I don't get it.
1: So has it been a placebo effect this whole time?
0: I asked the same question. I, I assume. It's everywhere, so much so that nearly every na- nasal decongestion on the pharmacy shelves contain it. Drugs that contain it general, uh, generated almost $1.8 billion in sales last year alone. Jeez. Um, according to data presented Monday by the FDA... A unanimous vote by the 16-member non-prescription drug advisory panel would issue a major blow to the industry. Today's ruling only applies to oral formulations. If the agency decides to pull oral uh, uh then it, it's going to be... It's going to force drugs like Sudafed and Benadryl to reformulate. Wow. That's...
1: I also read that taking Tylenol while pregnant can give your kid autism. Really? Yeah. I'm like... Well, Everyone's taking that.
0: I know. Well, I mean, it's very... I have tried to stay away from Tylenol big time. I took it a little bit when I had whatever the hell they said was COVID. <laughs> um, I, I kind of switched on. I was doing a, a little bit of a, a rotation between the Advil and the Tylenol. Three hours here, three hours there. And that worked out very nicely. Okay. Um, but I don't know about the autism thing. I would just say don't... Well, I'm not going to give any... I
1: would If it were me, I, I maybe it's my my german background like i would try to be a hero and like i'd have to be absolutely miserable to take anything i'd have to really really be almost on death's door to even take anything at this point
0: you're talking about you're talking about just pain or a fever
1: yeah anything i'd have to be like really really miserable to take anything i was just trying to tough it out like i when i got covid i just had like tea and honey I just like teed and honeyed myself through it. <laughs> like it was no big deal. You
0: know, my thing was I got it last. I think it was April, April of 2022. And it was just like a week after my birthday. And I started feeling like trash. And it was like three days in. I, I got, I had the chills. I had all that other stuff. And it was three days in that a friend of mine um, convinced me. to say, listen, did you get any of that at the at home rapid test stuff? i said yeah but i don't think it's that it's just it, it just feels like a flu i've had it before he said you should go try it so i said okay whatever so i you know i spit on one of the uh on one of these these things didn't even put it in my mouth and uh, it came back covid positive and i said oh okay well now i've already been three days into it i didn't use any of my ivermectin so even that was just like you
1: had ivermectin already oh
0: yeah i said i I just had everything all protocols at home Mm -hmm. everything at home because if i have to set up triage or whatever the hell it is we're not leaving we know what we're doing and that's it and knowing how it was affecting certain demographics and how we were all right and the baby the baby got it in june and she she kicked it in literally 36 hours
1: that's awesome the
0: fever was gone in 24 hours then it was just you know a little bit of flemminess and I, who the Were hell you guys knows? scared
1: when she got it, or had you heard like it's not really affecting kids much?
0: No, I mean that was that was two years after the fact. We had already known that it was not affecting kids in 2020. Yeah. So I was already all right now. 2020, Lauren was pregnant. So you want to talk about getting sick when you're pregnant? We were really, you know, we just I just wanted to keep her nice and nice and good throughout that entire year. And then Aurora comes out right at this perfect time at the end of 2020 when everybody's kind of it's it's getting relaxed a little bit yeah she just got out and we got the hell out of the, the hospital and we came home and then we just camped out for a couple of years and you wow. know she, she got sick a couple of times but it wasn't that bad yeah every everything new
1: I had a friend who gave birth like yeah like March it was like March 2020 <laughs> and like that how scary that must have been when nobody knew anything
0: that was depending on whether or not it was right during the the 15-day orders to lock down that was the start of a time when fathers were like not allowed in delivery rooms
1: uh right you couldn't go see um like you couldn't visit your dying elderly grandparents
0: yeah it was bad it was real bad speaking of real bad um this guy you heard about the escape killer from pennsylvania
1: <gasps> yes
0: look at this so this guy was on the run for 14 days He's was, he was, what,
1: hiding in a pile of wood, I think?
0: He's in a wood pile? I think so. The frantic Somebody manhunt... Somebody was
1: hiding in a wood pile that got caught recently for murder.
0: <laughs> There's probably so many murderers out there <laughs> running around. It could be anybody. Uh, the frantic manhunt for an escaped killer that sent hundreds of law enforcement agents swarming through the terrified communities of Pennsylvania had come to an end after the fugitive was taken into custody two weeks later. Daniello, or Danello. Cavalcante, 34 years old Illegal immigrant, by the way uh, Escaped Chester County Prison by August, On August 31st by scaling a prison wall I saw this You know how when you're a kid And you put your hands on one side of a hallway yeah. your feet on the, And you just go off the wall
1: Spider-Man, Spider-Man
0: That's how he got out
1: That's actually amazing I would love to see footage of that
0: Well, he's a murderer He has a lot of You have to have a lot of Skills A lot of skills Yeah They have to be nuts Uh, Let's see here. He fugitive was taken into custody. Let's see. Uh, Okay. So he scaled the prison wall, climbed through razor wire, and jumped through from the roof of the prison to freedom. His escape triggered a massive manhunt in the lush terrain of Longwood Gardens that continued 20 miles north when police say he slipped through their original perimeter in a stolen van. Officials announced the search came to a successful conclusion during a press conference on Wednesday, stating that Cavalcante was taken into custody around 8 a.m. after a 14-day manhunt forced school shut down. Now, I heard that he w- that he had broken into somebody, a local's house, wow. and stolen a firearm, and that he was now armed.
1: What?
0: But it doesn't say anything about him being armed at the time. I don't know if that was just a separate home invasion. There he is.
1: That's so why you got to lock up your guns, people, in case somebody comes in looking for it.
0: Yeah, well, that's why you got to sleep next to your guns yeah. on some cases because um, he should have he not been getting away with any of it. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. Uh, teams were able to move in quietly several hours later surrounding Cavalcante with the element of surprise. Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens said, when the escape killer tried to elude capture, armed with a stolen rifle... He was subdued by a canine search dog before being forcibly taken into custody. And here is the um, here. This wow. is really, this is really bizarre. This one over here is very bizarre. Because look at this. All of the arresting what? officers.
1: Why? They're taking That's a picture. So weird. If I was that guy being arrested, I'd be like, "Don't you think this is a little gay, guys?"
0: <laughs> We'd actually ask them, guys.
1: Guys, I know that I have been caught and you guys did your thing, but this is gay.
0: <laughs> Look at them. And, and and Chrissy, these are police. This is not paramilitary.
1: And they're going to have that dog pose. You know, could you have the dog just pose with his mouth around your leg real quick? Just, you know, an action shot.
0: Could, would you let him hold your leg in his mouth?
1: Yeah. Just put your hand in there real quick.
0: I mean, you, you'd think that this is the first time these guys were ever let outside.
1: Wow. How weird.
0: They're in this, this, this weird tactical gear in Pennsylvania. And I mean he escaped from prison. He avoids police for 2 weeks and they take a picture with him as if they won a war or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, you you guys sucked at your job.
0: Right. Right. And, and, and the, the the best thing they I mean, now what? Now he gets to now the the citizens of Pennsylvania get to subsidize every meal, his clothes, his housing. They get to entertain him until he dies or until he escapes again.
1: Do you think they'll throw him back in prison at the same one?
0: Oh, maybe, maybe, but di- maybe a different room, maybe he'll have a little bit less outdoor time,
1: right, maybe they'll make him wear like very slippery shoes so he can't escape that way again
0: yeah, hopefully they't don't, they don't put any of those Hillary Clinton ankle monitors on because obviously those didn't do any good either like You're, give
1: him the old the old school ball and chain around the ankle
0: do you remember that were you were you because you know i I have watched your evolution, your social consciousness evolve over the last eight years or so especially since you've been taking more uh obviously in your job whenever you start seeing basic civil liberties like free speech pop up you have to start taking a stance and you have to start wondering where the hell this notion that we should not speak freely came from and all that so i've seen you become more um more libertarian you've been investigating more current events and all that but were you taking note in like 2016 2017 when everybody was waiting for huge legal uh, trader shoes to drop where we we were hallucinating well it wasn't even a hallucination we saw everybody had these boots weird boots on like almost like air casts Um, uh, we would we see little weird objects underneath Hillary Clinton's pant legs we thought that it really,
1: was really I was not watching that closely in 2016 2017 like it took me a while to come around on Trump it took me to like 2018 is when I really started to wake up
0: 20, 2017 until like mid 2018 was pretty, pretty exciting even if wow. we were just chasing shadows and dust it was pretty exciting So what
1: were you seeing under Hillary Clinton's pants? A penis? It it
0: looked like an ankle monitor. Oh, uh, wow. There was (laughs) was another time. Yeah,
1: because I went down like in the beginning of the pandemic like a Tom Hanks rabbit hole. And then like, who all should be arrested for crimes against humanity? That was a fun one.
0: Well, there was another thing there, too. There was another time that underneath Hillary's actual pantsuit jacket... There were some hard lines going on in there. It looked like she had metal braces holding her up. What? And this is around the same time that she was traveling around the world and she was falling down. She kept falling. She kept coughing. People were convinced that she had come down wow. with this disease called Kuru. Or uh, rickets. No, Kuru. <laughs> specifically Kuru. Because Kuru is this, this, this like brain uh, parasite. Brain parasite you get from cannibalism.
1: <gasps> oh my god. Oh, that makes I did hear about that. I did hear about the cannibalism. Very
0: exciting times. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, I
1: heard about the Huma Abedine and they where they'd hunt for people and the the Bohemian Grove stuff.
0: Oh. My god, the I missed it. The Lady
1: Gaga, the spirit cooking, my goodness.
0: I know, I know. Uh the calls tonight are going to be great. We're going to take <laughs> we're going to take calls a little bit and you can bring anything else you want up. Uh Chrisy can can improv with anything but here's one we have to talk about now aliens yes again now from mexico today here's the here's the headline alien bodies do you think
1: mexican aliens are a little redundant frank
0: i know i know <laughs> talk, talk about talk about this um the bodies that they rolled out today Alien bodies with three fingered hands unknown DNA and eggs inside are presented by UFO expert at a Mexican Congress a a, a Gathering of Mexican Congress with the non-humans found in Peru said to be 1,000 years old This is the moment a UFO investigator presented two allegedly non-human bodies to Congress full of astonished officials Jamie uh, Mosen. Who had led investigations into alien phenomena for years, decades, stood with scientists unveiled two corpses in what he called a watershed event in front of Mexican Congress on Tuesday. And here it is. I I don't know what to say.
1: I think I made something very similar in my high school art class yeah. uh, using papier-mâché <laughs> and various clays. Um, yeah, I'm 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 sorry they couldn't do better.
0: This is this is what I would roll out if I wanted to make sure people never believed in aliens hmm. this is the and first
2: time extraterrestrial
5: life is presented in such a form
0: That's that's and that's what it comes down to for me this is what I would do I, I mean, uh, everyone has their own take on the question about our place in the universe. Are we alone? I think there is um, a Are we alone? Are there others? Have they been here from the beginning? What, what, what's their nature? All I will say is, like you said, this papier-mâché piece of shit is what I would roll out to the public if I wanted them to not believe aliens exist.
1: Hmm. So why? Okay, let's say, let's go down this path. This is fabricated. Someone created this. This is some kid's art project. They're like, oh, I remember what E.T. looks like. Okay, just make that. The point of of wheeling this out, what, is what, to actually, could it be 3D chess? Could it be someone, like, trying to dissuade the rest of the world, like, get off this alien shit? Like, this is not believable. This is a, dis- and I feel like if the mainstream media is pushing it, it's either a distraction or it's a complete lie. So, the reason, I mean, like, we're, the fact that we're even hearing about this it makes it suspect. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, a thousand years old? Uh, okay, give me something that dropped out, like that you, you scraped up last month. Give me something fresh, okay? I want something, like, a little more current.
0: Yeah. Here, here, here's a crusty little G.I. Joe.
1: Very crusty. Very small. Like a little doll. And, uh, I'm just sorry that, again, like I said before, most people are just like, they're doing their jobs, they still, okay, so what, there's aliens, we still all have to go to work tomorrow, so unless it's like War of the Worlds, or there's an actual attack, observable attack, which, who knows, might be, there might be planning that next, um, I don't know, all I want to know is, are they gonna make the aliens get the vaccine and the boosters?
0: yeah that's not gonna happen <laughs> that's not gonna happen
1: I think the aliens are based and they won't stand for it
0: well you saw with all the um, with all the illegal uh, immigrants that are in in New York right now none of them mm-hmm. they're uh, all, all whatever children are there because they're mostly they're mostly grown men right um, whatever children are there are being pushed into public schools and they are not being held to any kind of uh, hygienic rec- uh, hygienic uh, standard especially that that goes to, to high uh vaccines and everything else they're not being held to any of those standards that we
1: school standards yeah
0: yeah which makes you wonder just how effective they really are anyway um it's just incredible but anyway we're going back to this i mean i you want to talk about excitement i would love to see them try the blue beam thing i would love to see the project blue beam I would love to see. The Is that where el-
1: they like reverse engineered the UFO craft?
0: Well, it's it's a it's supposedly well, it's long theorized, um, and it has it has been backed up in a couple of different ways. But a long long theorized fake alien invasion or the um, the holographic faking of a second coming. So um, whether or not whether or not this happens, I would really love to see them try it because <laughs> it's ex- it's exciting to me. Um, I would like to be around for something like that. I'd rather them just try it than not do it at all. And, um, and, and maybe we can all have a good laugh together, but you
1: sound very clown pilled.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm ready. For I think it. that's
1: the way to be. Don't think that you can stop anything. Like the elites are going to elite, you know, they're going to, they're going to do what they're going to do. And you can be as prepared as you can. And then other than that, have a good humor. I have a good sense of humor about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, what would you think? What would you, and, and what do you think Frank would do if all of a sudden one morning we wake up and, and there's just news all over the place with the, the footage of some kind of a craft somewhere or something that indicates that aliens are finally here and this is being confirmed by the government and, and they're they're pushing us on, no, this is what we need everybody to do, get inside. If you see, I mean, what, hmm. what do you think? What what kind, what kind of reaction would Frank, Frank have? I think Frank would just
1: be, like, extremely skeptical. Uh, I think we would both be like, all right, this is probably a psyop. They're probably, uh, it, it was either this or, like, a climate lockdown. Um, do
0: you have a place that you would go to? Maybe? We wh- do
1: have friends in Pennsylvania that, like, have a big house. And, like, we joke about, like, if shit hits the fan, we would go there. But. Yeah, it's a possibility. But then again, how many people are going to want to go to this guy's house?
0: I know. E- even in the face of a of an alien invasion, there's some people that you just don't want to hang out with. I would with, like
1: to think that they would let us in because uh, they did come to our wedding. So maybe that shows that they we are, have a closeness, you know.
0: <laughs> That's it. But But as far as shacking up with somebody for an extended period of time.
1: It's tricky because then it's like, okay, what's going to happen with his mom and dad? What's going to happen with my dad? What the fuck are my brother and sister doing? Uh, Like, my family's all over the country, so there'd be no chance. I don't think we'd all try to get to the same place. I mean, we're not even calling each other on our birthdays, so I just don't think anyone's going to be, like, falling over themselves. be like, Let's all get together. I think uh, definitely, like, Frank and his family would be more, like, tight-knit about it
0: about about the aliens. About,
1: about like yeah handling the aliens together
0: it just goes to show again though that it's just not gonna go over i it's not, who's it who's it going to who's It's it gonna,
1: not, yeah you'd have to like there'd have to be something very uh more the world's ask for people to like it has to be so big and dangerous and unbelievable looking
0: and this went nowhere this one absolutely. This one <laughs> absolutely. This went nowhere. The other day, they had this other guy, this 88-year-old former Secret Service um, uh, agent that was there at the the site of the Kennedy uh, assassination, who supposedly picked up another bullet off of the back seat of the car, which in itself disproved the already ridiculous single uh, the, the magic bullet theory. You ever hear that?
1: No, does that have to do with vibrators? No,
0: yeah, not, yeah that one. <laughs> the uh, No, I'm talking about the magic bullet theory, the one bullet that killed JFK and then also hit the, the, the passenger in the front of the seat. Oh. The front the front of the car. Already ridiculous, because if you ever watch a Zapruder film, you see JFK clutch his throat because he got shot from the front there first and then his head got blown up toward the back so that we already know there's more than one bullet we know that it's been lying but here's another guy uh old and you know 88 years old coming out and saying that there was at least one other bullet that i recovered and that you know the magic bullet theory is gone these are things that happened just this past week
1: wow Uh, and And people don't care
0: is it you think it's survival or do you think it's everybody's just so concentrating on surviving and moving forward or is it a um, is it a, almost like a we're in shock you think it's almost like a shock kind of a thing I
1: think um, our ner- like we're slaves to distraction and like we've been really trained with our with our smartphones our our, um, our uh, like how much time we can focus <laughs> our attention span has gone down so much and yeah I think a lot of people don't really want to research or look into something Again, it would have to be really big and really obvious for most people. You yeah. have to affect your day to day for most people to look up and look into it. Which I, is why COVID like broke so many people. Like, yeah, you know, if you if you have somebody who just was never curious, never skeptical about the government or anything, and they just believe COVID hook, line, and sinker, let's lock it down. Let's man. It's like what? Wow. Okay
0: but did they ever but that's what I'm talking about when I say shock I'm talking about actually like shock trauma that is it that after everything that we've been through even over the last 23 years starting with 9-11 as the biggest jump off point I almost feel like uh, as a society we're becoming punch drunk mm-hmm. and it, it, if, it, if it were time for aliens I think most people are just like you know I, okay whatever Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I just don't have time for this, and I can't I think
1: so. I think that's how like all right, but are they bothering me? Uh, okay, yeah.
0: no, yeah <laughs> Well, we'll see where they go with this next time. Um, now, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a really quick break. When we come back, we're gonna spend the entire second hour taking calls. Ooh. Uh, it can be any kind of call. it could be whatever. We're just going to open it up for whatever comes through, but we're also going to do this. Tell a story about yourself that sounds like a lie, but is totally true, Chrissy. Some of the, some of the submissions over here are going to blow your mind. You're going to love it. Good. Okay, we will be right back, ladies and gents. Don't go anywhere.
2: It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, intermission.
6: Intermission.
5: We're now entering
7: Quite
2: frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
8: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly! Quite frankly! Quite frankly. 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 We all support, quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly.
2: Let's Brandon. Quite frankly. And Roma Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I wanna get a Coke. Can I get a Coke?
0: okay so we are back and i want to get into some super chats and see what's going on and uh and then we're going to go into our main theme here and start taking some calls now what i'm going to do is i'm going to do this i'm going to designate the um the normally the inside information line that is going to be our our main topic and then we're just going gonna have a, a general call in line we're going to have to tell a story about yourself that sounds like a lie but it's totally true And then we're going to have the open line, the general line, the two zero zero line. We'll talk all about that in a second. First one up is Silky Johnson says, Frank, you know that if aliens ever did contact us, if they ever did contact us, the first thing the elites and politicians would try to do is fuck them. Because those people are soulless degenerates and have run out of earthly things to bang.
1: <laughs> <You> th- <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: So, uh, oh, and you think uh, you think aliens dream? I don't know. Do you think aliens dream?
1: I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't know. I don't think aliens exist. I think they want us to think that uh, human beings are like incredibly unspecial. That we're this speck of dust. That we're one of bajillions of life forms. I just. I don't feel like that's the case in my gut.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if they dream, but uh, it's good to think about. Revolution says, hey, Frank, thanks for picking my post from the forum thread for the deer scene episode last night. Uh, Man, there were some great posts you pick, uh, mine notwithstanding. Keep on keeping on brother thank you so much and then super happy says thank you for not waiting until next year to do the deer scene stories they were so wonderful and made for a great show happy birthday to sweet aurora oh well, thank you thank you now let's go over to rumble see what kind of rumble rants are coming in we're going to talk and uh and then we're gonna we're gonna get on with it let's see first one up Karina 427 says sending some funds for Aurora's birthday tomorrow happy birthday beautiful I hope you get spoiled with love and lots Aww. of cake look at this is' they're, they're very wow. nice they're very nice So
1: she's turning three so she's like a true pandemic baby yeah wow yeah
0: right in the middle of it and um, man yeah it's one day I can't wait to explain to her what was going on you know she's there's she's I mean any any kid that's her age right. or younger they've missed everything. Yeah. They don't know anything that's going on. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, selling the Farms as when in doubt, shout it out, quite frankly. Thank you so much. Let's see here. Another contribution to making a Aurora great. Oh, my God. Dan Schumann, thank you so much. And blessings to you and Lauren. Thank you so much. That's from Dan Schumann. I really appreciate you guys. Let's see what else we have going on. Um, okay. Lark says, Frank, you have many great guests, but Chrissy is the yin to your yang
1: wow great,
0: great combo show outstanding fun and a happy birthday to the a happy birthday to the nugget and to the quite frankly family hello yin wow. to yang. wow am that, i the
1: yin or the yang
0: i think well i think that is the i think the yang, the yin. The yang is the the the, the, the masculine power okay. right i think so i'll let you be that you can do yeah for well, tonight <laughs> well there's a little bit that's the whole thing there's a little bit of right. the other in the other so it is a true balance, and that's a very high compliment, I'd have to say. And one more over here. Today is my 33rd birthday, says JMS. Uh, didn't think I'd make it this far. Thanks for all your hard work, Frank. Well, that is great.
1: You didn't think you'd make it to 33?
0: Some people have rough Some lifestyles. Some people live
1: hard. Some people have it more fun than me.
0: I know. Well, I, I thought about that, too, and only because 33 is that, you know— that crucifixion year, Jesus was thirty-three right. and he was crucified. So you're just like, okay, twenty-seven. You 27. think about all the rock stars that are that have gone.
1: Amy Winehouse. Yeah.
0: Yep. Everybody, and then you, and then thirty-three. There's 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 Christ, and then uh, I don't know. That's one of those things. Okay, let's go and jump into Pilled. Thank you, Chai Possum says Happy birthday to Aurora. Thank you for that. Robert Sarns, Sean Joe, Porpoiseville and Boys Blanc all send their love to the show. And I appreciate you all. All right. Now that we're all caught up, we're going to take some calls. The first thing we're going to do is this. The call in line for everybody that just wants to say a little something, ask a question of Chrissy and anything else, is 914-200-0269. Now, write that down. 914-200-0269. And everybody in whatever kind of chat rooms you're in, remind each other. Now, here's the other one that we have it is the special hotline it's usually the inside information hotline i'm going to take that off and i'm going to say a uh true lies Ooh. true lies hotline there you go so this is for tonight's special special topic and i want to do one one thing from this before we start taking calls all over the place, and uh, and let's do that. So here you go. Tell a story about yourself that sounds like a lie but is totally true. Chrissy, take a listen to this one. This is from Isio. says, my dad had a very serious lung illness when he was around three years old. This was back in 1956. My grandparents saw all of the known doctors in the city nearby and were told there's nothing left to do but count his days. Aww. We have a picture with my grandma holding my dad. And on the back, it is written, The Last Days with Julian. But like any mother, my grandmother uh, did not leave any stone unturned and found an old retired doctor in a small town with a very good reputation and visited him. The old man said, Buy a goat. Feed him goat milk and he'll be fine. And he was
1: wow. right.
0: He was right. My uncle was so pissed because they had to sell the radio to buy the goat, and they uh, were the only people in the village to have a radio at that point. But goat milk cured whatever the hell was going on with this guy's wow, lung that's infection. That's
1: really cool.
0: Yeah. So that's something else. There's more here. Let's take a call. This one is from King. What's going on, King? King, you there? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? You're, you're on with me and Chrissy.
2: Hello, Chrissy. Hello. Yeah, uh, all due respect there. No disrespect to your husband, but we are a very cute, broad over there.
1: Thank you. You can disrespect me while me I'm hope. on the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, my call might be a little self serving, but I had one quest- question for Christy because I'm a huge fan of the, the great Gino Visconti. Oh, wow. i was wondering if it was a I'm ch- <laughs> I was wondering if you could pull some strings and maybe get Gino to come on the show.
1: To come on this show? I
0: don't I don't know who I yeah. don't know who Gino is.
1: Okay, well, I think that's not really how it works, sir. I think first Frank has to know who Gino is. I'm going to
0: have to see who he is, bro. It's a he, right? Yeah. (laughs) See, I don't even know. Then he has
1: to like him. Then he has to invite him on the show. I do not have uh, booking power just yet.
0: Send me some links. I, I,
2: I, I tell you what, though, Chrissy. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Frankie. Yeah. Frank will have no problem after his history with me having Gino on the show. Gino and I have very much the same type of views, if you know what I mean.
1: Gino likes to yell about COVID. He likes to yell about the lockdowns.
2: The college. (laughs)
1: Not really so much that, but I have a feeling this isn't even your real voice, sir. Oh, it is. Really? It is. Oh,
0: God. You know, okay. I, 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 King, did you ever call into Chrissy's old show on, on the network years ago?
2: I don't believe I... She was on your network.
0: Oh, yeah. Like
1: in 20, what, 15?
0: Like Yeah, around there. Or maybe we weren't talking back then, King.
2: Maybe not. We maybe had a li-
0: not. We had a little bit of distance back then, but uh, yeah. No, well, okay. So this, uh, you sent me some links to this Geno guy. Anything else you got, King? I know you've been waiting to. Uh, no, to
2: I mean, it's pretty boring. Cool. I was just wondering if she oh, could do that for you.
1: It's not that boring. I can introduce you guys. I'll. I'll. Uh, I'll s- I think you would like him. Well,
0: I always like making new friends. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, I appreciate you putting the. No, car- I think
2: Frank would enjoy Gino.
1: Yeah, everyone loves Gino.
0: I, I appreciate you putting yeah, a good little word in for me. Thanks for putting a good word in for me, uh, King. It's very, very nice of you.
2: Yes, sir.
0: All right, man. There you go. There's the king, King 40. All right, 914-2000-0269. That's the general line. Let's do one more of those. Okay, 225, you're on the air. What's going on? Hello? 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 Three, two, one gone
1: and gone there
0: you go let's Sounds a... like
1: she was on another call
0: i know i think she was listening to our show oh. uh 845 you're on the air go ahead
5: hey frank good evening
0: good evening who's this
5: this is eliyahu
0: hello hello eliyahu
5: how you doing i'm um, doing all right i was calling in because a couple nights ago you guys were talking about time and i wanted to uh continue that conversation if i could
0: you what what uh, what specifically about time? Was it the Ray Bradbury quote I read?
5: I don't quite recall the quote.
0: Um,
5: well, do you have anything something that interests me?
0: Any anything do you yeah, have anything I, for Chrissy?
5: I love talking about it.
0: Do you have anything for Chrissy? Again? Do you have anything for our guest tonight, Chrissy?
5: <laughs> well, I would hope so. Let's see what happens.
0: Um, uh, listen. <laughs> how long is this? How long is this going to be? Because we we uh, we we're, we're, we're trying to keep it snappy.
5: Oh, if we're trying to do it snappy, then uh, maybe now is not the time to have an in-depth conversation about the nature of time.
0: Right. Right. I. I Tonight, this is probably not be the best time to start that conversation, but, you know, that sounds like something that we're going to be revisiting soon. So is there anything a little bit more, uh, you know, brief that you would like to leave leave behind, or you just want to pick this up another time?
5: Oh, um, uh, just about the aliens. Um, I I would say, like, like um, if they get through the dome, that would be pretty cool. They could show us how to get out.
1: Ooh, we got a flat earther! Yes, yes. I yes. love this guy. Yes,
0: they love, they they oh, they they love to bring it up. They have to, that's it.
1: I took, a, I, was, I was in LA. There was a street called Firmament, and I took a picture of it. I was like, oh, okay. that must have made a
0: lot of people very happy. Yeah, <laughs> that tombstones. Everything, everything to get their hands on. Yep. Uh, but you know, it, w- what if they pop? What if, what if they popped into existence from you know the, the, they didn't need to physically travel? What, what about what about that?
1: Oh, oh interdimensional. Well, that's,
5: that's a little more like angels than than than, um, than aliens. And well, part angel- well, well, of the argument.
1: Yeah, some people do is, believe is they're
5: aliens falling. and angels are are one and the same, or there's like two different um, it's two different uh, constructs
0: well there's also plenty. there's also the
5: other one is more like like spiritual let's call it
0: well the spiritual would be scientific uh, as well I mean there would be a if we would if we didn't try to divorce science from spirituality and we saw that it is all part of the same thing that it wouldn't be such a a a, a, you know such a, a I don't know incongruous concept but I, I don't know. I'm, I think okay. that there's, I think there's, there's, we'll get around to that some of the day, but thank you for the call, Eliyahu. I think there's plenty out there to show that it isn't just one or the other. It could be a, a whole host of celestial type beings, and then who the hell knows. Let's go to our other topic for the evening, just for a little bit. I want to get this uh, rolling here. Listen to this, Chrissy. Um. So things that sound like a lie, but are absolutely true. Hold on. My computer is uh, getting laggy, and I don't know why.
1: I could give you an example of something that, that I sounds like a lie, but it's true. I, I lost like, my uh, virginity to a roadie from Rusted Root.
0: From Rusted Root? Yeah. Was it at the show?
1: Yeah, it was right after the show. Wow. Yep.
0: Now, did you go into it saying, like, ah, is this a fuck it?
1: I was on the event staff, so I was like, yo, can you get this shirt signed? And uh, he was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good enough for me. Let's go back to my room.
0: What? <laughs> so you're trying to get a did and you, you never got the shirt signed?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I, just, I, liked, I think I just liked the way that he was putting the speakers together.
0: Ah, <laughs> yes. It's the 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 technologically abled. Yes, he yeah. could
1: lift fifty plus pounds, no problem. Fifty
0: plus pounds <laughs> with no problem. Wow. Well, that's the stand. Yeah, I would hope that at the end that there was at least something. You know, I'll get you a, I'll get you a, uh, a signature, and that was it. I Went back even, on the road and never, I, never to be seen we again.
1: Dated a little bit for a couple for like a few months from like October to January but that was it Oh, okay. and then uh, another time because I had him over for intercession at, at I went to Fairfield U close by here actually and uh, w- you know between Christmas and New Year's we'd go and we'd do like diving basically like training and getting ready for the season and I invited him over which were not, supposed to be no boys no boys over but you're staying in the dorms and I got we were both taking a shower together and I left my key in my room so we were locked out of my room just but we were in the shower so i was like oh fuck so i had to put myself in a towel walk out to the middle of the quad in a towel in a foot of snow and hit the blue like emergency oh no hole button and uh. then had to wait for the security guard to come and like let me back in my room all the while just like praying that steve is staying in the bathroom because it's came, the
0: communal bathroom
1: yeah yes yeah, the one that's just on the floor awful it was terrible but it was, it was like really a hilarious uh, story in hindsight,
0: well, it's, yeah, well, it, you know what? That um, if there's ever a Chrissy Mayer trivia night at a bar,
1: <laughs> now they know. Yes, what bands, roadie Did I lose my virginity to?
0: Though <laughs> you gave a lot away there. Mm-hmm. You should just say, to whom did uh, Chrissy lose her? Oh, oh wait, yes. wait, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you have to give the the multiple choice. Right. And then because if if anybody says a road, then again, roadie did Rusted Root it it may be obvious in its own way just because it is so obscure.
1: Hmm, but then it would be like bassist from rusted root and then the other answer would be like rody from john mayer band or something.
0: Yeah. Or or pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> something like just, that. Just pitbull. Pitbull came he he performed at uh, Manhattanville when I was a Was I still there? No, it might have been a couple I don't know. Pitbull wow. performed at my college uh, on the quad. So that happens. And then the Did other one. Did he ones, bite anybody? No, he didn't. He didn't. What do you think about Pitbulls as far as. Uh, I think
1: there's no bad dogs, only bad owners. I But that a lot. probably some breeds are more inclined to violent tendencies. I think that's why people get them because they want a violent, aggressive dog. And right. they sort of nudge them that way.
0: They get me really nervous. I know that they, I have a lot of, I had a couple of people in my life who had pit bulls. They are good owners, but I'm telling you, they're just built like brick shit houses. Oh, yeah. And so solid. And I'm just like, wait, is this the day that they snap? I don't know. Yeah,
1: I would never have one. Like, I would never choose, especially when there's all the doodles. There's all the cuter breeds. I know. Yeah, why would you go for that?
0: Here's one for you. Ready for this? True lies. Kim Gunnings says, when I was about eight years old, I had conjunctivitis, and my grandma made me pee in a container and then left it outside overnight with two sticks over it like the sign (laughs) of the cross. And the next morning, she washed my eyes with it, the whole face.
6: What? I
0: got pee in my mouth, and I still had conjunctivitis. (laughs) Okay, that's great. Yeah, there you go. Here's another one. This is from Cock Warrior. He says, at 13, I got extremely interested in chemistry. And over the next five years, eventually convinced my parents to buy me pieces of glassware and chemicals, eventually amounting to a fully equipped chemistry lab in my backyard. At 15, I started getting interested in psychoactive drugs, becoming obsessed. By 17, I had synthesized dozens of RC uh, psychedelics, stimulants, and uh, intactogens. I don't even know what those are, in my backyard. I remember one time I was making MD, uh, MDA, a compound similar to MDMA, a.k.a. Wow. ecstasy, and my parents walked in, had a friendly little chat as if I wasn't committing a felony right in front of them. It was a wild childhood.
1: Wow. I mean, it's kind of pretty cool that you're smart enough and a, self, a self-starter self enough to start making your own drugs. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's, It sounds like Breaking Bad right there. Yeah here's another one and then we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to that line right there Lisa says the two most jarring stories were probably the time I almost got kidnapped and I just calmly said no to the man who told me that he wanted me to get in the car the second story is the time a hot air balloon landed in my lawn and brought out games for kids to play in my neighborhood
1: wait there were games in the hot air balloon
0: I guess I don't know if this was a a crash landing.
1: Sounds like some Willy Wonka shit.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Some Willy Wonka shit. Let's take a call on the True Lies hotline. We've got Elizabeth from SoCal. What's going on, Elizabeth?
8: Hey. Well, two things. I do have a a true lie. Uh, One evening, it uh, was a full moon, and I decided to pop out, uh, and I was born at St. Peter's Hospital in Dallas in the hallway.
0: In a hallway? Ooh, well, in, that's, in the hallway. Well, that's not too crazy. My
8: mother barely made it through the door, and I slipped out in the
0: hallway. Aw. Well, well, we're happy that you're all right, and we're happy that you at least got through the door. That's not, it's not entirely too crazy, though, Elizabeth. A lot of people have been born in the back of taxi cabs and every which yeah, way. Yeah,
8: Ubers. Yeah. Oh, Well, um, as I hear it, I probably was dropped on my head because they've told me I've been crazy over the years. (laughs) And uh, a a, a quickie question for Chrissy: Um, I'm a a great grandma, and I have always, my whole life, wanted to be a comedian. How can I get started at my age? And what would you suggest? Do where do you? First of all, your age doesn't matter. Where do you live? Uh, I'm in the Kansas area. Okay,
1: (laughs) go to God. I think this website is still. Functioning. Uh, it's called badslava.com, B-A-D-S-L-A-V-A.com. It should, li- if it is still working, it should list all of the open mics in your area. If that doesn't work, I would say go to Facebook. Try to find, like, a local, um, like, whatever your closest big city is. Like join whatever like stand-up comedy or comedy networking groups that are like in your area, and probably they're talking about mics that you could go to or like a produce show. I would say like watch a couple. Um, and then just go. Like, don't don't feel like you have to spend a lot of time preparing or psyching yourself up. Like, you could have a couple bullet point of ideas. But anything that you talk about with your friends that makes your, like, friends or family laugh is is fair game for stand ups. Even if it's a story. Even if it's, like, you just want to uh, get up there and kind of improvise. Like, whatever works for you. And just don't. Just do, like, three to five minutes. And that's probably as much time as you'll get at the beginning. And then just, like. If it's fun, keep going. And uh, I would just say don't, if you're curious, don't wait too long to start. Just pull the trigger because the only way through is is by doing it. You know, a lot of people, they wait and they go, oh, I got to like think about it. I got to watch more comedy specials. It's like, no, if you've made somebody laugh and or someone's like, oh, you should do comedy. Then you probably already have a basic set of skills. If that helps.
8: Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that because I've been told my whole life that I should be a comedian, and I'm just like, well, why? I'm just like myself. That's how I normally talk. And you know but what? I- I've you heard know it what so you could do?
1: I really hate you know TikTok. I really despise TikTok. But um, you could even like, God, I've seen people that I've never even heard of completely blow up on TikTok. Like if you have a funny story and you don't mind like putting yourself on camera and just post it to TikTok and like see what happens, like the most random stuff can go viral and that could maybe give you a little bit of confidence like before you go to an actual open mic. But I've seen people make their entire careers just from TikTok. So really it's it's an interesting time because you have so many different options to like get yourself out there. Like, yeah, there's more competition because anybody can do it now, but the cream always rises to the top, and just sort of, sort of try everything, I think.
0: Well, Elizabeth, oh, thank ta- you. take that to the bank. Thank you, and I'll, I'll,
8: I'll keep you posted, let you know if I, I get out there and I, you know, pull
1: the trigger. Ooh, let me know, yeah.
0: Yes, do it. Right into the show. Thank you, Elizabeth. You know, the other thing, the other thing that people need to know is that a lot of those open mic nights, there's a lot of places like, for example, that one slot that you and Frank gave me in 2015 or whatever the hell it was. It's only five minutes. Yeah. You know, five to seven minutes. You just, just to be able to say that you stood up on the stage and you did it. And that was a, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Why? Now, a lot of people have different reasons why they're not on one thing or another, but why the hatred for TikTok?
1: Ugh. Because it's full of Gen Z trash bag, douchebag people. It's like, I just, I really loathe Gen Z and they all seem to just live there. And also the Chinese are there wanting to take all my personal effects and DNA and read my brain so
0: yeah Damn Chinese.
1: It's the damn chinks. T- no.
0: <laughs> taking all of my personal effects. Everything I left. Hey, you Trump me. said
1: to stay away from TikTok. So I'm listening to him. I'm listening to you, daddy.
0: Hold on to your change. <laughs> Hold on to your change. Here's, here's, one, uh, here's one from the thread. This is from Contreras. And Contreras says, when I was around eight or nine, I used to like to eat weenies straight from the package instead of in a hot dog. So I or hot dog bun I guess so I grabbed uh, I grabbed one and I was about to eat it but it slipped into my throat and I was choking or chalking. I was in the kitchen by myself choking on a whole weenie. mind you, I was a young kid. I proceeded to grab a chair and did Heimlich on myself pushing it against my stomach. Ooh. finally it flew out of my mouth and fell flat on the floor. I looked at it, picked it up and still ate it.
1: Wow, that's something dogs do. Congratulations! I'm also really happy that you were able to give yourself the Heimlich maneuver because I think I learned that when I was a lifeguard. You like you learn how to do it on somebody else, and then you're like, well, if you're by yourself, you have no friends. Instead of dying alone, grab a chair and have at it. So I'm glad that that worked, and I can't believe you ate the hot dog that you just threw up.
0: I know, I know. Well, at least it was yours. I, I know cats do that. Cats will they just go, what? yeah. They'll, what? throw it all up and then you come back to clean it up and it's gone you're like yeah. where the hell is it the
1: dogs it? do that too sometimes I'll hear like a honking noise and I turn around and they're eating their own puke <laughs> like you freaks it's like no muffin you're better than that
0: uh, here's one from Andrew Sweet Andrew says my little brother was super sick as a baby doctors couldn't figure it out My grandma came to visit him and prayed over him and cracked an egg on his head. The yolk was black He started recovering that night and has never had any real sicknesses ever since
1: sounds like an interesting gender reveal party (laughs) I
0: know you know what I saw with these crazy gender reveals. I saw one party I don't know where the hell it was probably some third world country they had a uh, like a little cessna like a little crop dusting plane that was coming over the backyard and it was starting to dr- drop the, I guess, like the pink smoke that it was a girl. Oh. And, then, and then it started to...
1: Then it crashed. I saw that video. The, the, everyone, the plane, the pilot all died.
0: Really? Yes. I had to. I mean, the, the wings just fell off like it was Legos. I
1: think I saw that video. Yeah.
0: I, I never knew. I, I, I looked into the comments a little bit to see if anybody knew whether or not the pilot was dead, but I don't know how you can survive. These stupid gender reveals. Mm-hmm. People are setting forest fires for gender reveals.
1: I know, it's so nuts Ugh It is kind of funny when they go horribly wrong I mean, you don't want it to start, you know, a huge A huge fire that you can't put out But, it's like, if you're dumb enough to do this Like, yeah, I hope something funny happens to you
0: Ugh, let's take a call from the uh, Let's take a call from the The True Lies hotline It's Sentinel from Theta What's going on, Sentinel?
7: Hey, good evening, Frank
0: Hey Yes We
7: have a great guest, very funny guest. So here on The True Lies, uh, I thought I would try to tell you guys a story real quick. Um, Molly Artie and I went to the city uh, a few years ago to celebrate our 25th anniversary. We got on The Tonight Show, and uh, when it came time to switch out to the band, Jimmy comes out and asks questions or asks if we have any questions, so I raised my hand. And uh, I stumped Jimmy. He didn't have an answer to the question true or false
0: what was the question what was the question
7: okay i said hey jimmy you're talking about your young family celebrating your seventh anniversary uh molly and i are here uh celebrating our 25th anniversary um so what are you going to do to take take care of your wife on your 25th anniversary and he just lost it
0: lost it and then he lost lost it in like he he didn't know what to say
7: the words he didn't know what to say, so I said, huh. "You want to know the answer, Jimmy? Anything she damn wants you to wants to do." And then everybody
0: laughed. Uh, I say it's true.
1: Maybe he was trying to think of, you know, each anniversary. Like there's an element or something that goes with it. There's like a wood anniversary and a metal anniversary. Maybe he was trying to think like, what is 25?
3: Yeah. Well, he
0: might have been. Might have been. I heard. I heard there's a lot of bullying like going on. Maybe he thought
1: that there was a right answer.
0: Did you hear? Did, uh, well, I well is is it true? I don't see why you would lie about it, to be honest. Oh, no, that's
7: completely true. Okay. So he turned around on me and asked me how I proposed to her, and she told it.
0: Well, there you go. Theta had a uh, a, a one-on-one with, uh, with, with Jimmy for a little bit. Thank you. So, you know, let me ask you about, th- about this. Um, I asked this of, I forgot who the hell else, but um, it was somebody recently where I was talking to. But in your, you're very visible now. You're out there, you're entertaining people, you're touring the country, you're hopping onto planes, buses, cars, whatever the hell, and you got a lot of attention on you. Do you have any, have you had any A-listers contact you in in private to say you're doing good work or whatever, or you're speaking for a lot of us, that that the you know, people who don't want to be exposed but have communicated with you about one thing or another?
1: Not A-listers, maybe more veteran comics mm-hmm. who you wouldn't guess are like based or, or, or right wing extremist like me, you know, that are maybe more, um, like, yeah, like mainstream. Maybe they're, they want to be perceived as more leftist still. They have been, like gotten my DMS, like, uh, like I, I think I've gotten a sense from a few people that they, they wish they could just be as open and honest, just ask questions even. But, um, now I just feel, I, I've never had anybody really famous. Like I've had, um, You know some producers from you know like shows that you would let you would know that that would be like a household name be like oh I would love to do a movie with you and so and so but then like there's no script there's no follow-through so like a lot of times people will have like an idea that sounds exciting like this could be a big break but you learn after doing this enough years that like okay like nothing is anything until it's something and you really have to just like cool your jets and, and wait for it because a lot of people have a lot of ideas and it's it's nice but it's okay you can't get yourself worked up
0: i know yeah i know what you mean I, I just always wonder about that because there seems to be i can imagine for people who have been in it for a while it's one thing if you've always if you always had that kind of brand um but it's another thing where you know g- g- comedy is it's, it's very hard to not make observations and just comment on what's going on in current events you don't have to go too in, in, in deep in the week. Like you know, you know as a um I think one of the all-time best specials. Do you have any specials coming up? Anything I, in the works?
1: Uh, I I have an unspecial that I just put out. It's a it's my first I have my album which I put out in um 2022 it's called live from january 6 it's about like half january 6 jokes half uh, other stuff i'd been writing for years and then m- maybe like just a few days ago i put out a, I call it an unspecial on youtube and it's an hour of me basically doing mostly crowd work i'm not burning through that much material which is why i was like yeah i can put this out very very cool and if you've never seen me perform stand-up it gives you a good sense of like what the vibe is like and how i like to play with the crowd and kind of like make the show about them
0: that's great but, yeah
1: no spe- no netflix i don't think wants anything to do with me or an hbo or anything if i were to do like a multi-camera special i'd have to like yeah just and i and i totally could um and that's probably something to plan for next year and i would just release it myself like I know everything, like, to do. I don't need uh, Netflix giving me the thumbs up to do do
0: that. Do you have a favorite comedy special of all? Like, if if you, from anything, any of your your favorite comics or anything in the past that you think is just so good, it just stands the test of time, that you can put it on at any moment and have a good laugh.
1: Uh, I would say generally, like, anything from Jim Brewer. I really like, because he's so physical. He's such an amazing, like, physical comic. It reminds me uh, to just, like, kind of be in my body and be as expressive as possible like take all those little risks like physically with your face with your body Um, but like unfortunately I'm really not that much of a comedy nerd like there's probably people in the chat listening that have sat down and listened to more comedy specials and albums than I have it's just it's a weird thing where you don't Jim Norton has said this too uh, that you just you don't want to get into listening to a lot of other people's stuff because you don't want to unconsciously like copy them and yeah. uh, like repeat a joke and then people accuse you of joke stealing which is like the worst thing ever so
0: that's why I haven't been you know actually there was there's a concern about that for me for a while it's like you know I think I'm gonna have to back off some of these uh, some watch it listening to a lot of podcasts and other stuff only because my main thing was there's not enough time in the day. everybody's putting stuff out there. I love catching up with people i I know what what uh, what hosts and what you know content creators directors writers I know what people I I really love their work I love their outlook on life I like talking to them but you really have to if you're in the same line you you really have to find a way to to separate yourself from what everybody else your colleagues yeah. are doing or else you 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 know it's just like one long subtweet cuz we're, <laughs> we're we're all trying to find ways to comment on the same shit too right. I and mean, we all live in the same world we're seeing the same things and and you don't want to you don't want to bite off of somebody subconsciously and and there's only so many work hours in the day you need it
1: to- i will definitely observe uh other comedians like social media presence how exactly they're doing their instagram how exactly they're doing uh like if they are doing TikTok, like you know how people will maybe subtitle their little clips and i'll, and I'll be like okay and i'll admire admire people definitely from a career standpoint like i've been um, really just blown away with the, the, what do you call it, the uh, the meteoric rise of this guy named Matt Reif. He just did Rogan, I think, and just has blown up in a ridiculous way. He's also like this classic sex symbol. So it's finally like, wow, a good-looking comedian. It's been a minute since we've had one of those. Maybe Dane Cook uh, was was one of the earlier ones that people really like got excited about. He's sold out a... All of his tour for next year, for 2024, completely sold out, and just for a VIP add-on, it's 120 dollars. I'm like, I don't, I haven't charged. I don't think I've charged more than 50 dollars, maybe more than 40 dollars for any show I've ever done. I was just like, you just, you're blown away at, at at who gets kind of picked out to to blow up. You know what I mean?
0: I gotta look into uh, who's Matt Rife.
1: He does a lot of crowd work. He posts a lot of like crowd work oh, clips.
0: Wait. I think. I think I've I think so. I think Lauren sent me something about about the, one of his uh, what is his interactions
1: Oh yeah, I also like love Roseanne right now any podcast Roseanne is on I'm gonna listen to it because she is just like this older wise mom voice that I, I feel like we really need yeah in our, in our lives right now like tells it to you straight doesn't sugarcoat but like fucking hilarious you, you can
0: catch her on the front porch just rocking yeah rocking there on the front porch. Yeah. Hanging out. Yeah, there's a lot. There's there's a lot of great stuff. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I would pick, but um, I don't know. Hey, here's another one for you. I want to get back into the crazy stories. Here's Aries the Scorpio, Chrissy. Aries the Scorpio says, when I was four. what? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a crazy one. When I was four, I was epileptic and had a seizure. My grandpa and his brother took me to Mexico. Let me they- guess, goat milk. They cut open a goat. <gasps> Listen, my grandpa and his brother took me to Mexico, cut open a goat, and put me inside of it. I what? I never had a seizure again. He did.
1: They had a little revenant moment. They, like when remember when he crawled yeah, inside the bear?
0: Inside the bear. Now, now that
1: is insane.
0: This one. This one uh, got a comment underneath it from a Schnuckini and said, imagine you're a goat just chewing, doing goat things in peace, and these guys walk toward you with a child, and that's it. Wow. Like, what, what is that all? There, there has to be something do to the it.
1: goats, I don't know. Do they have, like, a special spiritual property to them? I've always thought that they were, like, a little bit evil.
0: You know, I don't know what the hell is it, it is with, with Mexico, because the next one is from Danny Boa, and this is about Mexico too. Danny says, "Dead ass. I had asthma. flew <laughs> flew to Mexico. Dead asthma. Yeah, dead asthma. <laughs> Ate iguana eggs in Mexico and had a had the iguana's blood smeared on my back. I never had asthma again.
1: That's cool. Uh, Maybe you're it, just scaring your body from like a, a, a new trauma replaces your old sickness.
0: Exactly. Maybe did you scare the asthma away? It." Is there actually something encoded inside of it? You know
1: what I believe in that shit more than I believe in aliens. I think that there are things on this planet that, like that we are meant to heal ourselves. we are meant to use the herbs and the things around us mostly you know to keep ourselves healthy
0: mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. well, here's another one for you this is one this is from mrs camo out in the audience when i was 15 years old i got sick and went to the doctor went to the do- when the doctor checked my throat he said wow your tonsils are pretty swollen i told the doctor i didn't have tonsils that i had them taken out when i was five years old he didn't believe me he said i was me- remembering wrong he then called my dad in from the waiting room to ask if i really had a tonsillectomy my dad confirmed it When I was five and my dad was in his early thirties, we both had our tonsils taken out at the same time on the same day. The doctor was dumbfounded and called every single other doctor and nurse in the office to look at my throat. He said, I've heard of them growing back, but I've never seen it. And then I had to take my tonsils out again.
1: That's cool. He's like a starfish. I
0: know. (laughs) Just something like that. Regenerative. Yeah, why can't we regenerate arms? You know, I think that about would be things like neat. that. Yeah, that was, especially what? for
1: veterans, like they could use a fucking extra arm.
0: Combat veterans, yeah. anybody that was working in you know heavy industry and got an arm mangled or something like that—that yeah. that would be really I'd great. I'd like
1: to be able to grow a third boob. I feel like that would help me with bookings.
0: Yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> hey, listen—that's that. That was like a childhood memory. That Total Recall movie, <laughs> when the, the chick with the three tits was there on Mars. Oh yeah. I mean, that was a big—that was a big moment for all of us. Yeah,
1: it would be hard, like almost impossible to buy bras though yeah I'd have to make my own
0: well yeah yeah, yeah. well you you well you would be in a you'd be a pioneer in a new industry that's true that's it um okay so there you <laughs> have it I just wish that the human body can regrow something useful
1: like another penis if
0: if, if you lost it. I mean that would be great. Like
1: you have your regular one in the front and then you have a black one on the back, you know, for parties.
0: Oh well this is something different than just
1: <laughs> Oh I mean just a,
0: an extra. Yeah, that's a, that's just an extra <laughs> I, I we have completely expanded uh, this. We've <laughs> really expanded the conversation. Yeah. There you go. You with the, the, the spare black penises
1: <laughs> It's my brand.
0: You gotta you gotta need a spare here. Tim Tim. And then we're going to take a call. Actually, let's take a call over here. 336, you're on the uh, the general line. What's going on, Dan? Hey, Frank. How's it going? It's going well. You're on with me and Chrissy. What's on your mind?
4: Well, I got truth or lie for you. Okay. When I was 20 in college, did I or did I not stay up for eight days getting my college project done because my two Italian partners – would not do anything. Yep. And we had to get that done to graduate. That's number one. Number two is when I was forty-six. Did I did I not stay up for twelve days straight because of a drug problem?
0: Well, my, the, the drugs would make sense as to why you were actually able to physically stay awake for 12 days, although I don't know how your heart didn't give out.
1: You had to be on something to be up for eight days. eight
0: days? What what were you doing to stay up for eight days, Dan? Is it Hanukkah?
4: Well, I found out um, later in life that I have bipolar. And bipolar um, can make you go on and on and on due to stress without sleep. So, so, in the in the college days, that was true, number one. I, I, I stayed up for eight days straight to get the college project done because of bipolar. And then, the bipolar helped me throughout my life to get things done. I was in the Air Force. I did a lot of things. And then, when I was 46, I was trying to give up alcohol, and I switched to Spice. And Kava cava Kava, uh, Kava or Kavacavi. Kava Kava. From South Yeah, from South America. So it's a And I spliced that in with the spice that you could buy at the at the gas station. And I stayed up for twelve days straight and then I went into a psychosis for six
0: months. Oh no. I, Dan, I you know, I, I can hear the seriousness in your voice. I just wonder if with all the things that were going on in your life at the time, that you didn't even black out and go unconscious at some point during those 12 days that you, don't, you can't even account for. I don't see how the human body can physically go for 12 days.
4: I would black out for about two minutes, and then I'd come right back.
0: Well, you know what? I thought I blacked out. Okay. Well, hmm. this is a okay. Well, listen. Let me ask you one last question uh, about, and then we'll. I have to talk with Chrissy a little little bit more about this. What was the project that these two guineas flaked out on you for?
4: We were writing code for a uh, company called Northern Air Freight in Chicago, and it had to do um, purely with. Um, transportation issues and it it was in basic code and we inherited the project from another team that were seniors in the class ahead of us and then when we inherited the project we found out the code was so screwed up and um, but I, don't call them guineas. I, I, I they're they're great people. Uh, it was Rocky and Tom. What about WAPs? What
8: about Wop? Yeah. Yeah, what, we'll what, what, what,
0: what about Wop dagos? What about some two two flaky Wop dagos? What about that? <laughs>
4: No, no, I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, too. I will not disparage them in any way, shape, or form. They just had all the priorities. Uh, Rocky was laying pipe. He'd always talk about laying pipe every time he came into class and who he laid pipe with the night before. And Tom was an older guy, and uh, he had his wife, and he had a job. And uh, he actually... Uh, um, had me come over to his house, and I spent three days writing code at his house. Uh, but his wife it. couldn't believe that I, I just went around the clock and just wrote code. So but he, how, much,
1: how much cocaine were you having at this time?
4: I was just purely bipolar. It was purely stress. Um, I had to graduate because I had been accepted into the Air Force, and I had to graduate.
0: Okay. Wow. Well, thank you for the call, Dan. I got th- I got we got to talk about this. The, now, 8 days purely stress. I still don't know. Like for example, uh Chrissy, when I went down, I drove down and I I had to take an overnight drive to Myrtle Beach in 2021. And I went down there and I remember uh when I was with Lauren and Aurora and I was so I was so tired because I didn't want to drive overnight, but we had this Hurricane Henry came in. You remember that? Oh, yeah. This little stupid storm. So we said, we better go because the daytime is going to be bad. So we left, and I just went the whole night, and I was delirious the next day to the point where we got down and we were near this this plantation. You Did you know, sleep at all? I swapped with Lauren inside the car once we got to Myrtle Beach, and we were around the campus of the hotel but we were, too, we were there too early for check-in. Okay. So we had to burn like four hours, and I was so delirious, I was, I was breaking down here. Wow. So I said, Lauren, listen, I, I'm, my eyes are going cross, you've gotta drive. <laughs> I thought, I did not know, you know, later on that day, uh, you know, I just let her drive a little bit. Later on that day, I mean, I, I had just, when I, I had put my head down in the car for just a second and um we finally got checked in all that stuff and when it was time for dinner i said to myself you know i feel kind of all right right now i feel like i have i have a good like a second wind i, I don't know why i i should not be this energetic i'm going to go out and get some coffee she says well you you know you, you slept for 45 minutes i said what do you mean when did i sleep she goes in the car you were you were sleeping you were hunched over next to me you just completely passed out oh wow you aurora was behind you she was snoring you were snoring <laughs> I didn't know I slept for 45 minutes. I thought I put my head down for five minutes and I just had a little wow. bit of a reprieve from my eyes. Nothing. So I, I don't know. I, you know, Dan from North Carolina, I, can know str- I know stress can do a lot for you, but eight days? You didn't have even a 20 minute power nap? That's crazy. 12 days after that? I don't know, man. Wow. I, I need a doctor to call up and say whether or not it's possible. How's that possible?
1: It's not possible.
0: He's lying. <laughs> I think I would think you have a heart attack.
1: Yeah. You I've heard people like be up on benders like on doing yeah. other things to keep them up for days.
0: But I've only heard of those kind of like coke benders being, you know, an entire weekend, it's like, three yeah, weekend. three yeah. days at the most whatever. Again, it's all you're only flesh and bone.
1: Mhm.
0: Um anyway, well anyway. <laughs>
1: Who knew that bipolar is is uh, better than cocaine.
0: Bipolar is a performance-enhancing condition. If only we could bottle and sell it. I know. I know. Let's see here. Here's one from Tim Tim Twenty Seven. Says I got hit by a car on the Highway to Hell. I was on my bike on the way to the library to return a book, which I had crossed. I had to cross the very road that ACDC's Highway to Hell is all about. I had thought I had looked both ways, but in looking up the road and thinking it was all clear, I pulled right out in front of a car that I had not seen, that it must have been obscured by a tree. The impact threw me off the bike, and I did a full flip and landed on my feet
4: what
8: during
0: during the flip i had one of those life flash experiences and i had a chance to properly deride myself for being such a fool but landing on my feet i walked away with a slightly sprained ankle and cuts to my bare feet since i probably i probably should have been dead Every so often, I wonder if that experience was the end and the road was aptly named by ACDC as the path to hell or some afterlife, which is where we are now. Wow. I used to be able to dismiss that idea as silly, but given the last few years, I can't dismiss that idea so easily now.
1: So then we're all here. We're all here with you, buddy.
0: Exactly. Unless he's hallucinating. No, he's you not. Know, he's not hallucinating me.
1: No, it just wasn't your time, buddy. And uh, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> We learned the lessons we're supposed to. I've had snowboarding falls that feel like I should die. And, and you, like, where I freaking land on my chest and my legs scorpion over the back of me. And I'm just like, how am I still alive? I've, I've fallen asleep on the road driving. Like, I'll do like, I'll drive like these long gigs, like back and forth from like Houston to Austin a couple times. Um, kind of yeah i fall asleep on the road a couple times and you're just like oh. Oh. you're like slapping yourself the windows down you're uh drinking a fucking energy drink coffee
0: you need eye drops on the road too eye drops eye drops you got, every car That's smart if you are if you if you drive long distances you've got to have a little visine in there somewhere i mean it, it'll it'll buy you if you're even if you're really really messed up Like you are so tired it'll buy you at least 15 minutes every time
1: is that that's interesting
0: it's just your eyes are just so tired and it rejuvenates them and it it wakes you up it's like it's just like going into a bathroom whenever whenever in doubt i always go and wash my face with cold water yeah and it it does something to me
1: yeah it wakes you up
0: in the back of your neck too
1: that's anytime I'm not feeling well or nauseous I have to have something cold on the back of my neck or on my wrists or on my head like something cold always helps
0: it constrains it, I think it helps constrains the um, the blood especially if you have a a headache sometimes the cold on the back of your neck is really good for constraining blood flow and actually and actually helps the uh, reduce the blood pressure up there and um, I, I don't know I've I, I find it at least superficially real uh, Relaxing, and that goes a long way for me. So, wow. Anywho, that's cool. I know it is cool. Here's one from Michelle. It says, "I'm a 50-year-old straight female who has begun, who has been a carpenter, custom cabinet maker for 30 plus years from the Bible Belt. Married to a man I have ad- I have adored for 30 years. I had all six of our children naturally. I'm not Mormon.
1: Wow, that's fucking dope.
0: I know. I'm not Mormon nor am I Catholic, but love God." Plus, I love working with some of the most artistic, hardworking, and foul-mouthed men in the industry, and no one ever told me I couldn't do anything. Okay, well, that's a lie. My papa always told me that I couldn't take my wood splinters with me because he didn't want to be accused of stealing wood. Uh, Stereotypes are for those who are too chicken shit to turn up the volume. That's from from Michelle. Just wanted to... There's a profile. Did say
1: that again about stereotypes?
0: Said stereotypes are for those who are too chicken shit to turn up the volume.
1: I find stereotypes very useful sometimes.
0: I, I think that it is a very remarkable uh, tool. I think that...
1: And uh, they wouldn't exist if they weren't true.
0: Exactly. I mean, you're talking about statistical realities. You're talking about they're very useful. For example, I mean... I, I think that when you take a stereotype and you plaster it across any group of people... And you leave them no room for for being different, then there's something else there. But as far as some sort of a a, a way to protect yourself, or to um, you know to, to take anything, to take anything as what could be useful for one one on how you know culturally, we're talking about culturally, we're talking about genetically. There's a lot of different things that make people tick. Some people are better at one thing than others, more prone to doing one thing. It doesn't all have to be bad stereotyping doesn't have to be bad um typecasting doesn't have to be totally bad i guess it limits you a little bit there but again you can be the uh the exception to whatever the the, the pattern is and i don't know yeah i don't know. i think if it's if, if you use it as a condemnation or a um, you know a sentence then i think you limit yourself that way but i think they're useful tools
1: and accepting that stereotypes exist does not make you a racist, a homophobe, a transphobe, whatever. It doesn't make you an ist or a phobe. Right.
0: right. Well, because mostly they, you know, any, anybody, depending on whatever group you're looking at, they love to stereotype each other, and they just don't like outsiders acknowledging their stereotypes. That's really what it is. I mean, they, they right. love talking about the things that they're all prone to doing.
3: But right. That's s- exactly
1: why I got such blowback on my Blue Beetle review, which I was mentioning before. Uh, i I was calling it the uh the mexican superman and but it's the mexican spider-man sorry and there's it's just full of of latino stereotypes like they're they're literally talking about tacos the whole movie and i point that out that makes and i'm the racist somehow i'm like all i'm trying to say is like i'm sure there's more to your guy's life than tacos
0: (laughs) I, i don't understand it i mean like i said yeah they um, whoever the hell it is, they tend to do all of their stereotype jokes among themselves, but it is, I guess, objectively being objective and observing this stuff in other people and putting it out there and God forbid, making a joke out of it is racist. So it it makes no sense. I think it just comes down to people having thin skin and being turned into pussies and, uh, And and that's just... And there's so much
1: hypocrisy there. You'll hear people be well, you can't joke about... uh, You can't say the N-word unless you're black. You can't joke about uh, Hispanics unless they're Hispanics. But everyone feels very comfortable shitting on white people, whether they're white or not. So it's a little hypocritical.
0: Yeah. Well, you can see a program written in there. Yeah. That's a program that's been written for people where uh, it's okay to beat up on this one place because of whatever kind of a reasoning has been given to you, but I don't know. I think you're on the right track there, Chrissy. Stay strong. Let's take another call on the uh, inside, not the inside, the True Lies line. What's going on, Seven, well, 702?
6: Um, hi, Frank. Uh, so uh, I had moved to Scottsdale, uh, Arizona in uh, January 2001,
8: mm-hmm.
6: and uh, I used to go to these uh, grocery stores when they would open up in the morning, and uh, so I, I was like the first person in, and uh, I was in that space between the um, the cashiers and the aisles at one end, looking at whatever it was, spices or something like that. And I saw some guy come in at the far end on the other side, and I glanced over at him. And then I uh, looked back and continued doing what I was doing. And then after some number of seconds, a group of people came in and they, uh, kind of i looked down there and they kind of went around him almost like purple and then after maybe 15 seconds or something they all dispersed and he proceeded to do this like i don't know 120 degree scan or something around his field of vision the whole thing he saw me looking at him i I saw him look at me and uh the whole thing like it just intuitively flashed into my head like uh the idea of a military unit—not the words, but just that idea—and I was thinking, "Oh, maybe they're, maybe they're a gang or something." It, that didn't quite fit either. But anyway, uh, that guy I recognized later on in the year was Muhammad Atta.
0: You, you were, you were in this, the presence of one of the most publicized 9/11 hijackers.
6: I was about. I'm not sure how far away it was. It was what it was used to be called Wild Oats in Scottsdale, uh, and uh, it was not a big store. Um, but they got bought out by Whole Foods. Uh, it was kind of maybe I'm guessing 30 feet away. But he had a um, he had an unusual kind of face.
0: Uh, I know it was, it was a fa- that was a face that was plastered all over the television, especially late at night. It used to scare the shit out of me, especially when they do close ups late at night late night television. If the lights were off, I'd be scared the shit out of them.
6: Right, right I, I remember because I the only person I ever told this to, I think uh, was my brother uh, shortly after I saw his um, the guy's uh, photo. Uh, I told my brother uh, about this incident, but I, the the thing, I, I remember very well, like almost all the things in my life that had, are, are oh, kind of wow. strange. This thing was just a strange bit of behavior. You know, the whole, I mean, like if it had been, for instance, like um, the, it could have changed a little bit. Like, let's say, you know, uh, I don't know how many people, they'd have to hypnotize me to know how many people had come in, but it was at least like five if, like, everybody but one, even one person had gone off and done something and then one guy had sat there talking to him, it wouldn't have triggered necessarily the whole thing about, like, military unit. But just the way they all they all dispersed, like, almost like it was a command, you know what I mean? Mm. It was just a, a weird, that whole thing was weird. Um, his look was also uh, a bit strange if he had looked like, you know, I mean, I grew up in Ohio, so if he looked like I don't know Joe Joe Smith from from Columbus or something, it, it might not have triggered wow. Me either. Wow, well,
0: interesting. That's okay. All right, and 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 what's your name again? Uh, John. Okay, so John, John in uh, in Arizona, because I believe that's where all the flight schools were, right?
6: I'm I'm actually in uh in yeah I'm in Vegas now, but yeah I was in I was yeah that's what when I well what was weird is I um. When the commission report came out, I looked up the because I, I no longer remember when it was. I think I'm September I might, I 11th, met. 2001. <laughs> That's what it was. Right? No, no. I mean, I never mean forget when event occurred. Right? <laughs> uh, when the um, you know when the when the supermarket thing uh, happened when the grocery thing happened it would be um, I remember when the commission report came out. I checked. I saw they have like a section in there about um, you know the uh, the like the how did I, I forget what they call it like where each of the major parties were during their time span i get you and uh it didn't according to that schedule it was based on phone records apparently they said and uh he couldn't have been there according to the records when i saw that i was like oh the whole thing about like uh you so know, you saying so, somebody was here because right. the phone was somewhere you know, that doesn't it's so John,
0: so John, essentially, essentially, and thank you for the call. This is, this is a really great way to end the night. Essentially, you, uh, well, at least you believe so. Obviously, it's just it's your your personal witness, and 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 of course something that you you believe really really yeah, but happened. How
1: do you make up something like
0: that? Oh, I don't think. Hey, I, I don't think he did. Yeah, but the, after the, that guy's face, it's obviously imprinted Ooh. in his mind, and and then of course it's all over the place. Just because he said January 2001. Wow. So it's only nine months later that it's one of the most well-known faces out there. And, um, and, and, and Arizona is where all those flight schools were, the, especially the flight schools that, that would later testify that these guys uh, were having trouble even flying those small single-engine Cessnas. And, wow. that, you know, that, that's the, that's one of the cornerstones of a lot of uh, skeptics out there who are wondering how they could ever handle a plane, even if it was already off the ground.
8: Hmm.
0: But anyway, Chrissy, uh, we're coming up on the end here, so I want to do uh, a real quick run-through of our Super Chats, and then I want you to let everybody know where we are going next with your wonderful schedule. I know that you have some local stuff going on, and then you are... I mean, you're, you're booking well into 2024,
1: no? Oh, yeah, well into. and uh, By well into, I mean... The first weekend of
0: January. <laughs> oh, great. That's, so you, you have any uh, New Year's Eve stuff planned Ooh. already?
1: No, I find New Year's Eve to be like the douchebags holiday. Anyone who gets very fired up about New Year's Eve is like, you're probably a douche. Because all this pressure to go out, you're going to spend too much money, that you're gonna, the stakes are going to be so high for you to have like the best time ever. And it's not. It's going to be crowded. It's going to be expensive. Just like go to a friend's house just buy the stuff you want to drink and like be chill. Maybe I'm just, this is an old person talking now.
0: <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I've never gone out for, I've never gone out it's for New overrated. Year's Eve. It's Never. I, I just never want, when I was a kid, I always used to say, oh, I would love to go and be there on New Year's Eve at, at, at yeah, Times Square. Lo- I would love
1: to shit in a diaper. Exactly. Ring in the New Year and sitting in my own filth.
0: You have no concept when you're a kid. All <laughs> right. you see is confetti, Yeah, and you see all these different shots, so you think that there's mobility because you know there's cameras flashing all over the place, and there's people having a good time. But when you realize immobility is the name of the game, you're there for yes.
1: You want your freedom. I'll never forget when uh, they rang in the New Year. I don't know if it was for I think it was for 21. Bill De Blasio slow dancing with his wife in the middle of Times Square, like just clueless and tone deaf, and uh, that was like probably uh, my favorite. And
0: they're divorced now.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, she she kicked him out. I I knew that he was some kind of a gimp in that relationship anyway, but uh, they they Ugh. it was announced not too she long. ago. She took
1: so much money, like she she stole so much fucking money.
0: Oh yeah, and he also made her you know the the head of all these ridiculously funded commissions. Oh yeah, so, you know nepotism. They have that that um, that daughter looks like Bert. Bert, yeah. Bert and Ernie put together. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Night demon says, "Wow, Chrissy Mayer and Frank in one room. No buttons. Guess no wrong answers tonight." Hail the Frankleys in chat. The fellow A- A- FNT and yay
1: the fellowship.
0: A- yeah, the fellow FNT and 199s in the chat. Nice. There you go. Stow Stoops says, Frank, it's hump day. What a better way to enjoy this great Wednesday than hitting up a great listen with some awesome guests and dropping a super chat to support wonderful independent media. Oh, I appreciate you guys. And, um, and there you have it. There you have it. Let me go over to Rumble, make sure that I get all the rants out of the way. I think we're good, but I uh, just don't want to leave anybody hanging. I think a boozer says, here's the money. Oh, thank you, Boozer. Thanks, Boozer. It's really nice. Really nice 1. of everybody.
1: 1.7k watching on Rumble. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I, I you know what? It, Rumble's been pretty strong. And you know, we have uh we have Theta, and we have Foxhole, and we have uh and Rockfin and and who what else? DLive, Twitch, Twitter. Soon Theta's going away. They're shutting down the whole website. But Really? Yeah. I don't know. It was a good. It was good while it lasted. Thank you, Squickly Says my best friend was born into a toilet. True lie, no joke. <laughs> That's what
1: you call a toilet baby. Oh man, and yeah. probably given birth by an obese woman. A real one. Yes.
0: That's a real. So one. fun. Oh my gosh.
1: It is. Maybe she just wanted a water birth.
0: I know. The tub birth is one of those things that. I think. I think Lauren would have wanted to try that, but we just we couldn't do it. We didn't have the facilities. I think
1: it seems cool too, but then you know who's gonna clean the blood out of the bathtub? All
0: oh, those nurses.
1: Probably me. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Well, here you know you, you give you give birth and they they hand you the uh, the the brillo.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, okay. the magic eraser. Get to work.
0: We'll go clean up the the kid. You just start scrubbing. Please. I've
1: seen a video of a of a mom give birth like in her kitchen. Like she was standing up and she just caught it like a watermelon. I was like, that's badass. I'm going to do it like that. I, I don't How is that possible? I don't know. It was not her first, but she just sort of was like a little hunched over, a little bit in a squat. Just sort of put, pu- she just pushed it out in her kitchen.
0: Was she in the middle of cooking something? Like no. I okay. mean, Who knows? Maybe. Might just come on like that. All I right. thought that
1: was really cool. That and is it was a little splashy. Yeah. Definitely. They needed a mop. But uh, I was like, wow, that's cool. She, she saved herself a hospital bill.
0: <laughs> i i would love to hear uh crazy birthing birthing stories there's probably so many different scenarios that we're not even thinking about right now oh yeah um on rides at at uh you know like carnivals oh
1: yeah and i've always thought it'd be better to give birth in an uber than in in uh, an ambulance because the uber cleaning fee is only like a hundred bucks whereas an ambulance that's like 700 bucks
0: i know i know I know. So. Here's here's one for you. This is from Falco Lawn. Says I just purchased eight hundred dollars worth of Kesha tickets, so my wife, daughter, and I can get the VIP experience. Wow. She still Kesha still commands that kind of money wow. for She's three tickets. Still a thing. Eight hundred dollars for three. Th- That's like oh, a VIP experience.
1: Taylor Swift level. You could come to my show, sir, and you get the VIP
0: experience for forty dollars. We'll what can eight hundred dollars? <laughs> eight hundred dollars get somebody at a Chrissy Mayer show.
1: Oh, my God. I'll give you all of my merch. I'll give you the whole suitcase.
0: Uh, Falk along, <laughs> please. Oh, my daughter is turning 18 in October. I'm not even mad. Well, you know what? You got to Yeah, I hope you have a great time out there. Have a great time. And thank you, Boys Blanc. And that's it. That's all we have for tonight. That's it. So, uh, ChrissyMayor.com. I've got the link in the description. Anything else you want to leave people with?
1: Yeah. Um, check out. I, every Sunday, I have a show called SimpCast. It's usually a panel of other ladies that are kind that's of it. like based and cool and uh, have have uh, have all the right opinions. No, we, we sometimes debate. But that's a fun show. Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Then, of course, I'm on Friday Night Tights every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern on Nerd Roddick's YouTube channel. Uh, Then you can catch me on Compound Media. My show Wet Spot is every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern. I have one-on-one interviews, uh, you know, all over, like, YouTube, Rumble, Rockfin, Twitter, right? And then, um, yeah, I'm doing stand-up. I'll be in May September 23rd, Minnesota, October 21st. Um, the brokerage out on Long Island, October 27th and 28th. Tampa, Florida, December 3rd. Nice. And uh, back in San Diego at the mic drop, January 5th and 6th. So for tickets, go to com. I hope to see you guys there. I promise it'll be fun.
0: Man, that's going to be great. I, I would love, I would, around every January 3rd, I would love to have a little San Diego uh Weather at that point. Come
1: celebrate January sixth with me.
0: Oh, you got it.
1: You got <laughs> it. It's gonna
0: be another another anniversary. I love it. I love it. All right, Chrissy Mayer, thank you for being on. Quite frankly, once again, I, I uh, look forward to the next time.
1: Oh my God, my hair got all fucked up from the headphones. Yes, thank for thank you for having me on. This was an absolute blast, and it, it, it just flew by.
0: It, it did. It did. And for everybody else, I will be back on Friday night. Um, because tomorrow night I will be with family and then Friday we'll just tie it all up. It'll be a good one. Good night, goodbye, see you soon.
5: I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Quite frankly is film before a live studio audience now our super chatters thank you night demons stowstube silky johnson revolution super happy and all of our wonderful friends on the rumble i'm sorry i couldn't get around. oh karina selling the farm dan schumann larkstar jms 227 and i'm uh, i'm missing a couple others but i, I will get around to you all thank you again later on but at least i read you during the show no all right Good night. I will see you all on Quite Frankly TV as we have the Wednesday night programming. It's about to kick off. Goodbye.
3: Okay, Chief, take him away.
6: I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife.
2: Will you shut up?